Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Monday, everybody. Welcome in Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I'm thrown off. Barrett's not wearing the glasses, man. That, that, that's a. Uh, I like the look. It's just different. I you couldn't find them. I'm looking for them now. He lost your specs. You got to do what I do. I have like 12 pa- pairs strategically placed. <laughs> uh, you think I'm kidding? As a matter of fact, I'll go to BJ's or Costco, and you'll get the you'll get like four in a pack. You know, reading glasses for like right. 23 bucks. So I've got. Two on a nice stand on my side of the bed. I have one, two, three, four different pair on my desk here, my my sitting room in my bedroom. I have three pair in the sofa, in the console, in the sofa, in the family room. My wife's keep my wife keeps three or four pair in her office, and then there's another couple pair in the kitchen. And I have a brand new pack of four sitting in a in a cabinet over here that has not been opened yet. You know why? Because they break so easy. My problem is. I'll use them when I'm reading at night on my phone, scrolling through stuff. And by the morning, I forget to put them on a nightstand, wake up. It's all bent up. Lens popped out. My wife is like, will you please stop this? And I'm like, I, I can forget. I read it. I, I can't just go to bed like a lot of people and fall asleep, man. I'll lay there staring at the ceiling. So I occupy myself playing a game called Word Cookies or just reading different sports stuff on uh, like Twitter, uh, ESPN.com, stuff like that. And I, I would say once a month. I have to do a eulogy for a pair of reading glasses. That's the price you pay, man. Uh, so what's up, everybody, in the chat session? What's up, Doc, Television Man, Hollywood, Chris, D, uh, Steve, uh, Whatbread, uh, Baron, <laughs> Hollywood Hogan, A-Dog, William, Linda. And to everybody I missed, I, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us and making us a part of your day. That is for sure. How was our weekend? What did we do? Anything of interest? Uh, uh, Gunner? <laughs> well, as I told you guys, uh, for the first time, we got to babysit the... Uh, before, before, before you even start, did what? you win? That's all I'm going to ask. Did you win? Oh, no. It, it gets better. No, I, no, I didn't win. No, no. Win? No. So we what was you trying to win? What am yeah, I missing? Really, well, first of all, Getting them to sleep on Friday night was a chore. Okay. Um, the 19-month-old was okay, but because the, the, the six-month-old is still nursing um, and barely started taking the bottle, that was not just a job. It was an adventure. <laughs> and then they both had fevers. And every time we try to give the baby the bottle, you see him go like this, and here it comes. Oh. That kid, that kid <laughs> gushed at me at night, Saturday morning. Exorcist. And so his mom took off from where she was working overnight. She came up, she left at three in the morning, came, got him Tylenol, you know, and she was supposed to go with us to the J- Jurassic world tour 
at um, the Wells Fargo Center. She couldn't go. So we had one extra ticket that was not used. Uh, and today, even now, the babies are still, both of them still up and oh. down with the fevers. So Saturday night. Oh, oh yeah. You don't get that off. You don't get that off. What? Why wasn't I asked to come? We t- Because you were working on your beautiful car. But still, oh, that, though, was I, I, that, that was that was pretty. You were quick on your feet there. You know that's <laughs> what I was doing. But, so, yeah. but still, you had an extra ticket. I mean, I could have sat next to my family. Your what? <laughs> your, your, your what? Yeah, my family. So, so, man, I, I I punch in your throat. Anyway, um, so so we so we get home from the uh, event at Wells Fargo Center on Saturday and. At 8.30 that night, my daughter's now at home, and she says she's going to take the six-month-old to A.I. DuPont because his fever's like 102.7. It was up and down, up and down. So he took him in, and my my daughter, my middle daughter, Tina, was already visiting her at the house. And so she got in the car with the baby because he was kind of lethargic. And um, so I said, I'll meet you guys. And my wife said, go meet him there. So I met him there. By the time I got home, it was 2.15 in the morning, Sunday morning, you know, me and my daughter. So. Mm. Yep, it was uh, it was quite the weekend. Now the Jurassic World tour was great, you know, great. It was like an hour show, seventy five dollars for an hour show. Wow, it was thirty minute. The first uh, segment was thirty minutes, then they had a thirty minute intermission, and then like thirty three minutes for the um, last segment. Um, it was entertaining for the kids. The place was packed. I was shocked at how how packed it was. Right, uh, it was a great time, but it was coupled with I got I got baby milk all over me for like 24 hours so then, yeah it was one of those days it was it was, an, it was you know what's that what's that it was the best of times it was the worst of times <laughs> so that's that's my story in a nutshell. i got you all right barrett how was yours Were anything uh of interest no i um i got i did i did a bunch of stuff you know that i wanted to get take care because i couldn't really do it you know during the football season you know like i had to recover the pontoon you know, what it cover because, you know, it, uh, the water and rain yeah. and everything, and it was getting rain all over the uh, seats and everything. So I cover, recovered that. And then I went to sanding and buffing my uh, my pickup truck, and I shot the paint on it. It was pretty good, but there's a couple spots. So I started sanding. I sanded too much, so I had to repaint the place because I, I burnt through it. And then I turned around, I repainted it again and repainted it again. So I put about I put about three, three or four layers on it and, you know, waxed and buffed it and, and it turned out pretty good man okay. it's just, it, well it's turning out pretty good i gotta put it back together now did you say did you have to sand the car down that you painted you sanded it down Sand. i sanded no it's not did i sand it down it's how many times i probably sanded and sanded and and and, and shot the paint i mean sanding just sanding alone just getting it ready for paint i sanded about at least eight times and then the whole I, car yeah okay and in between coats i light sanded a little bit and then the last one I shot a, a a light clear over it, and I'm sanding that right now. Sanding, I'm gonna buff it now. I'll be good to go. So you I mean, had, it's not professional, but it's, it's right. it looks good to me. So you had to kind of do like you paint around the house. You had to put tape around the windows and then covering over the windows. Yeah, Xander, Everything. if you have that, let's show folks what, it, what uh, the the, uh, the stills of that that Barrett showed us. Let's see if we can pull that up while you while you, just to show people what you're what we're talking about here. But go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, so I mean, I, that's I I enjoy doing that stuff, and I got lost in the day. You know, I, I lost two days of my life doing that stuff. You know what I'm saying? I, once I go in there and once I start going, I just – I get lost, man. I just, I I just get lost, man. That's I, good, I, though. I That's a good it. thing. It's a yeah. great hobby, though. Yeah. yeah. You know, be paying somebody to do it. You do it yourself. 
Well, you know, you nine times out of ten, you do it yourself. You're gonna pay more. But this time, I came out on the winning end. Um, a page out that would have cost me probably along the lines of forty five, forty eight hundred. Because exactly, the tr- yeah, the truck is twenty foot long, man. It's a twenty foot long truck, dually. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> twenty feet long, and and I, I I would venture to say probably about forty eight, forty nine hundred. Look at that. So you saved yourself a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. So I probably paid the material. Right around about five hundred. So yeah, I probably paid. I probably saved myself right around four thousand dollars. So you, are, are you gonna put pinstripes on or anything or no? Mm, no, I'm, I'm. I think I'm gonna take in like the wheel wells. You know, a couple places on the wheel wells. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that rhino line on it so it looks tough. Um, I put. I got a brush guard. I'm gonna put on it. You know, and then um, you know, a headache rack on the back. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm gonna make it look like a, like a real truck truck like a tow truck i'll be trolling my boats around there that's that's what i that's what i got it for that's that's like it man i like that so i mean i enjoy doing stuff like that man i mean if i was going to buy a new truck these days right i pay five grand for the truck no four grand for the truck play four grand for the truck well how many miles uh 208 okay 208 on it it's a 454 i redid the engine on it you know saying myself you know so everything i did i did it myself and i was about probably Mm, probably about 400 in parts and everything yep. mm-hmm. put a new muffler on myself that you know that was probably about 300 in parts would have cost me probably three thousand dollars for that absolutely uh, you know buying all the stuff for the paint and everything probably about 400 500 right around there and if i did all that stuff myself i mean if i if i hadn't did that stuff myself i'd have probably been into this truck right around about 16 17 18 thousand dollars you have a lift you have a lift in your house? I have a, it's called a magic jack lift. It's a magic jack. It's just a scissor lift. It only puts it up like three feet in the air. I was going to say, woo, it's a little dangerous. But. Yeah, it just puts it up three feet in the air, but that, that's just enough to do everything I needed to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm, I'm waiting to build me one of those garages and barn, you know. You know oh, the pole like barn. The, the pole, pole barn. barn like your, your son-in-law has. Oh, my son-in-law's pole, but they just had it finished last fall. 30 feet by 60 feet with four bay doors. This thing is incredible, dude. Unbelievable, unbelievable. I can't, I can't afford that though. That's that rich people stuff there. And they're, and they're gonna have well, da- the dad helped pay for it also, and because you know they live on the property as well, and they're gonna put in hydraulic lifts in one of the bays. Yep. Be- yep. So he can work under his car, up and under his car. I'm doing the um, same thing. I'm gonna do the this, same thing. This thing is, jeez, oh my goodness, the stuff, dude. He has a wall and a half. They built their own shelves, and the top of the ceiling's got to be. I'd say 30 feet high. They built shelves, sturdy shelves, L-shaped uh, on two, two of the walls, Rob. And one complete section of the shelves is all of his hunting decoys. Oh, boy. He must have at least at least 200 different types of duck and geese oh decoys. Are you, you think of it? And you know what he asked us for Christmas? Man, he's the perfect son-in-law for you. Oh, heck yeah. You oh, know what he for Christmas? He asked for what? more decoys, so me, my, me and my wife Trish bought him a set of new decoys, and then my daughter Tina, her husband, bought him a new set of decoys. Dude, if you saw this shelf, it's ridiculous how many um, decoys he has on the shelf for, for like deer hunting, duck hunting, geese. I'm like, that's too much. That, that's but awesome. it's, it's neat because this pole barn is big as a big as a small house. It's it's ridiculous. Now it's not nice. big as a small house. It's bigger than a small house. It's that's just- true. It's, 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 if you look at it, it's it's huge. It's huge. It's nice, man. And ever since then, I, I gotta have me one, man. Because I've grown out of my garage a long time ago. I got half, but I got half my stuff outside the garage just because I got the truck in there. 
Dude, you can store your boats there if you get a pole barn that big. You don't have to pay winter fees yeah, for, for storing boats and stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, what'd you do, RB? Uh, RB, R. Ellis? So I had the uh, father daughter dance Friday. Ooh, how'd that go? Great. It was good. It was. Why are you uh, smirking? Wait, wait. Did you actually dance with your daughter? I did dance with her. Okay. Uh, right. Two slow dances. So here's my observation everything comes full circle. Here's what I mean. You guys remember when you're in like fifth grade, fourth grade, whatever, whatever, you know, whenever the dances would start at the, oh, yeah. at your, at your grade school. Right. And all the boys are in one, you know, one corner and one side of the room and all the girls are on the other side of the room. And the girls are the ones that are generally out there dancing and, and the yeah. boys don't want to go out and dance and make yeah. fools of themselves. Right. It's the same exact thing. Now, all the fathers are standing there. All the daughters are out on the dance floor. They're dancing. There's a DJ, the whole thing. And I just look at the one guy. I'm like, this is this is exactly the same way it was when we were 10, 11 years old. And it's the same thing now. Same exact thing. I swear to God. And they were like, credit to like a few dads who, who were brave enough to go out there and dance. But, you know, my, Maddie was just like, so we danced with a, to a couple of slow songs. And she was like mortified every second of it. So, you know, it was one of those deals. So we just kind of got through it. It was fun. We went out to eat beforehand and. She had a couple of her friends back here afterwards. So we had a great time, man. But it was it was good. I should have I'll have some pictures. I, I had a I have I'll see if I can find one. If I can find one, I'll send it to you guys. No, well, no, uh, Cal Bundy said asked a great question. What? Yeah. Did you gritty? I did not. No, Cal. Uh. Cal, good question. I could not, I wouldn't embarrass her. I embarrass her enough just by by being alive. I, I don't need to be doing the gritty embarrassment. So, uh, did I, I do you it, just yeah. slow dance with her or did you slow and fast dance? Just slow. She didn't oh, no want fast she didn't want any parts of me. She didn't want me slow dancing with her. She, God forbid, I got out there and tried to fast dance with her. Oh, come on, man. I'm telling you. You look like Elaine from, from Seinfeld. I did. I would. <laughs> Elaine was like, you know, yeah, it, it was not happening. Man. Oh, so it was man. good. Now, here's the brilliant part of this of her school. They were really smart in this sense. It was only two hours. Oh, wow. Seven, okay. to, seven to nine, which I, I think is actually perfect because right around nine, everybody was kind of done and. We got out of there. They didn't drag it out. It was quick. It was in and out. So I thought it was perfect. It was good. You know, you know the thing about that is, is she may not really appreciate it now, but I promise you, you'll revisit this moment when she's in her twenties and thirties, and starts whenever she starts to have kids of her own, and she'll remember that moment that her dad did that for her. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think you're right. And I was trying. You know how it is when you're trying to. Uh, get that across to to a 17 year old they're kind of like whatever dad but i was like look let's just have fun this is the last time we're going to be able to do this kind of stuff right right you know and i, I doubt you're right Derek. you're absolutely right i mean I, I remember man when the phillies won it in 08 my son was uh seven and i remember saying to him like dude enjoy this man like it, it hardly ever happens in this city we we, we rarely ever win anything and he was kind of like okay dad you know, and then now he realizes, uh, you know, however many years later Absolutely. that it, they are right. few and far between. Um, but yeah, it was all good, all good this weekend. So, couple, couple things. Did you guys catch any of the uh, NBA All Star Game festivities either Saturday or Sunday? No, I didn't watch any of the skill competitions. I watched. Let's just put it like this: I had the I had the All Star Game on. First of all, the the uh, the 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 musicians for the pre and halftime show, I guess the, the NBA was building itself now as a global game. So they have like, they had a lot of like 
like top notch African um, musicians on. I had no idea who they were. The music was great, but I had no idea who they were. And you see the players out there with their kids at halftime rocking. I had the game on and I watched it with one eye for most of the game. I really didn't start paying attention to it until the third quarter. And the only reason I had it in front of me because I was working on the show last night. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I started to look up and really hone in on the game was because um, in the third quarter, Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell were putting on a three-point show. Yeah. They were they were lighting it up. They were. And, and that's when I really started paying attention to it uh, into the fourth quarter. But in terms of watching it from start to finish, no. Okay. I watched the three-point competition and the dunk. Okay. Uh, and it was, you know, more out of curiosity just to see how, how McClung would look, right? And, you know, obviously he, uh, he stole the show. Um, I, I'll tell you, you know, you're doing something right when you get the, the, the old heads. And I mean that respectfully, you know, like Doc and Dominique and the guys who were right. the pioneers of this, like, right. and then the young dudes are all going crazy. But when the older guys are also giving you that, that's when you know you're doing something. So it was, uh, I, I, I tell you, Trey Murphy was awesome too. Really? It's lost in all of what McClung did. You're also at a great advantage if you have those kind of hops and you're smaller. It just looks that much better. Yeah, it does. Like, yeah, it you does. know, when you're six two and doing that stuff as opposed to six right. eight, right? You got an automatic advantage there. Here's why I deliberately shunned watching. After watching slam dunk contests for the last twenty plus years, I'm thinking to myself, what, what more creative ways can they show you to dunk? And it wasn't until after it was over. I start seeing a Twitter blow up about this McClung and what he was doing. And I said, I wish I had seen it, but um, can he be, can, can he get any more creative? We've seen every kind of dunk that you can imagine over people, over vehicles, uh, you know, 360. How many more dunk take off from the foul line? How many more yeah. dunks can we see? No, you're right. And that's the hard thing about this. It's like, in fairness, everything's been done to death. Like it's hard. Yeah. It's, it's hard yeah. to come up with something creative. So the, the other thing is, and I love the McClung story. Good for him. I, hopefully, it, it gets him a you know chance to play in the league. And, the, and where the is he line. allocated at? So he's with the Sixers. He's on a two way deal now. Okay. He had a good. He had himself a weekend. He got a two way contract from the Sixers. He got a sneaker deal from Puma, and he won the dunk contest. So he made a couple bucks. But yeah, his earnings were like one hundred six. Wow. Yeah. The entire year, but he got a hundred thousand just for the dunk contest. Yes. So he he had a nice. That's a that's nice work for 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 a oh, night. No question. No question. Here's what, here's what I would like to. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rob. No. I, uh, the only thing I was going to say is like, it, and I uh, believe me, I'm not this. I don't want this in any way, shape, form. Like I'm I'm talking down to McClung. I think it's unbelievable what the guy did. He go good for him. But the fact that they we have to dig into the G League for guys to compete in this thing. I uh, know. Like that. You know. Like you tell me, like John Morant who, at. 22 or whatever he oh, is my can't compete in this thing i'm not asking lebron to do it at 38 or whatever uh, you know but like come on man like some of the younger stars can't get out there and throw down that, wonder, that's the frustration for me anybody know why he bowed he didn't he didn't want to do it was there any I, reason i don't know i i don't know what his reasoning is i just think it's it, the league has to figure something out to either incentivize this or or, or what i don't know i i understand you can't for literally force these guys but they right. should want to do it for the sake of the game, like yeah. back in the day, Doc did and Dominique did, and you know Kobe did. Whatever, these guys need to, to help their game out, if you will, because it's let's face it, it if it wasn't for the McClung sort of uniqueness of it, mm-hmm. it's a yawn. 
Mm. I tell you what I would like to see. I would like to see the old heads go against the young guns. Like Dominique, Vince Carter, Spud Webb. Remember when Spud Webb won a dunk contest one year? Yeah. This dude is 5'3 and won, uh -huh. got up and at my best, at my best, in my best days, I could grab the rim like this. But a dude 5'3 being able to get up over a rim and slam the way he did, I would yeah. love to see him go up against like a Ja Morant team and, and like the, the top dunkers today. I think that would generate some interest to see if the old dudes can still do it. Yeah, I bro. think Vince Carter good. I don't know about Dominique. Yeah, but yeah. yeah I wouldn't go as far back as like Dominique and Doc and those guys. But I hear you. I hear bro, you. Ja, ja would have won it outright if he if he. Yeah. Ja got his hops is is almost scary, bro. Yeah. It's almost scary. Like it's almost uncontrollable. You know, so he jumps is almost uncontrollable when he's in the air. Mm -hmm. I mean, he jumps. And, and there's so two or three guys that, that like. Jaws got the perfect combination of name recognition, star power, and he can dunk. There's a couple guys. You tell me you can't round up three guys that, that, that are superstars that we know are great dunkers that are that exactly. age. They can't, you know, you can't convince them to do it. So I think that's again, I'm taking nothing away from Mac McClung because it was fun. It made it interesting. It definitely did. I tell you the one thing that really just blew me away is that Joel and B played in that game. Yeah, I know. I don't know how I to feel about shocked. that. And if you guys had told me, I would have known. I, I would have known. Yeah. I was shocked. Why you you told us before the All Star that the foot is still bothering you? Why would you? Even though even though basically nobody was playing defense, he was jogging up and he accidentally scored thirty two points. Every time he drove the paint, people would just step out of the way and let him drive. You know, so yeah. the risk factor was was minimized. But all you had to do is step on somebody's foot wrong, come down wrong because he slam dunked several times come down wrong in a meaningless game like that, and you're sitting out for another, especially with this over the last 25 games, this is the heavyweight portion of their schedule. Big time. This ain't no joke. These last 25 games ain't no joke. And, Derek, to add to it, like there, it's like 44 games in 25 days or yes. 45 games. 20, it, it's something crazy where it's a lot. Like you're jamming a lot into the last, you know, portion of this thing, last third of it or whatever right. it wants right. to be. I just don't want to see him out of crucial stretches. You know it's coming, and I understand if the foot's bothering him. You gotta you gotta know when to sit him down. I just thought these extra days because they don't play again until when Thursday. Thursday's their first game okay. back. Yep. So the last game was what Friday for Thursday? Uh, no, Wednesday. Last Wednesday. Yeah, they had eight days off in between games okay. and actual games. So you had eight days to get therapy, treatment, stay off it, all that good stuff. And you out there playing a meaningless game. I, I, you know, I, there's a small part of me that applauds him for for being the ambassador that he was. Yeah. But from a smart, being a smart standpoint, that was not a smart move. I know. I the only thing I would say in his defense, and I'm speculating, like was the league leaning on these guys a little bit to do yeah, of it? Of course. And I know Giannis yeah. didn't, but Giannis's injury appears to be a little bit more serious. Yeah. And, yeah. With the I, wrist. So, it, like, I, I don't, and and Embiid would never say it publicly, but I don't know if there was kind of like Joel. Come on, man. Like, hey. No, first of all, first of all, them having it in in, in Salt Lake City, anyways. Oh, you hear? They would have the, the beg to get to get basketball players up there. Yeah, I mean, come on, that's that's right. not a place. That's not a place for an all star event really to be. If in all actuality, right, right. Did you hear Barkley yeah. last night? He said, There's no, not exactly. enough alcohol. You know, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on now. That alone, right there. Then you got to think about. You know, it's 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 just not a state. But there's a lot of black folks there anyways. You know what I'm saying? No, right. no. Plus, it's cold as hell there. Yeah, I'm not going to Utah. I'd buy out. I don't care if I got a, a million-dollar bonus. 
to play in the All-Star game. I ain't going to Utah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I understand it's I beautiful know, you give country. Me a million, I might go to Utah, actually. Uh, right. I don't know about that. Nah, my, my brother's been there. He said beautiful, beautiful state. Beautiful. I've been but there, too. I ain't going. I'm not going to Utah. I'm sorry. I went up there. I went up there. I, I did an event for um, for Bicycle um, Hammer. Okay. So I go up there. First of all, you 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 get off the plane, and it's freezing cold. I mean, freezing cold. You can't breathe. So we go up. Uh, we're, we're doing the event, and we go up these ski ramps. And I, I was so scared going up the ski, ski ramp. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, I got to go back down. I'm halfway up, and I'm thinking already, I got to go back down. I'm already scared to death. To go back down, I'm looking down. I don't want to move. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I'm sitting next to somebody. I'm like, man, don't touch me, bro. Don't touch me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just get away from me, bro. You know what I'm saying? The other dude is sitting next to me. He's he's scared, too. Like, bro. You know what I'm saying? And you know who it was? It was McMahon. It was Jim McMahon. McMahon. Jim McMahon. I said, Jim, don't touch me, bro. Don't touch me. <laughs> you know, he went to BYU. You yeah, know he played there. Right. He played there. Yeah, so we were we were up that. Um, it was around the film festival, too. That film festival. In oh, yeah. It's uh, the the uh, oh, it's Robert Robert Redford uh, started Sundance. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sundance. Yeah, so I'm up there. I mean, I'm going – and I'm going down. I'm so scared, bro. I'm, I'm telling you, man, it, it seemed like it took forever. It only t- It's only supposed to take 28 minutes. But it felt like about five hours going down. Jeez, forget that. It was ridiculous, bro. I was so scared, bro. And I'm not, I don't play with heights, but that was ridiculous. I'm looking yeah. up as I'm going on. And then when it when it comes and picks you up, it like you gotta like jump up and it boom. It like, you know, right up on you, boom, and it it, it jerks you and you go. Mm-hmm. Man, if you don't get right, bruh. <laughs> yeah, bruh. Bro, I'm telling you, man, I was scared, bro. I was scared. I would love to see Utah this summer. My brother's been there. I've seen people talk about the Salt Flats, and my brother's been to the Salt Flats. It's beautiful. In the summer, yes, but I'm not going anywhere. I don't have to go in the winter. The last dumb move I made to go somewhere in the winter was a couple of years ago. My brother wanted me to – no, my brother wanted me to go to uh, Milwaukee. He was coming for his birthday, and we we decided to go see the Bucs play the Lakers. And I had never been to the Pfizer Center. And I said, okay. So I went in Milwaukee. It was cold. But mm-hmm. that Pfizer Center is incredible. But right down downtown Milwaukee. But I said, this was not a this was not conducive to my mental lifestyle at this point. But I did it for my little brother. But I don't go to cold places. And I never understood people who live in cold regions who go to like Aspenvale. I understand you like to ski. I get it. But I'm not doing it. I'm not going to a place colder than where I live on a vacation to spend my money going somewhere colder. I'll go somewhere hotter. But not colder. If I'm going somewhere voluntarily during the winter se- season, it's not going to be somewhere colder. Right, no. right, no. right. That is a that is a oh, rule of thumb. One thing, one time, um, for NBC, we do something. We used to do stuff like we would go with with um with oh, you know, the people sponsors that, sponsors. We go yeah. to sponsors, you know. So they would take sponsors certain places. So the first time I get you know I get asked to go with the sponsors. <laughs> Guess where we end up going? Colorado, Aspen, Colorado. In the wintertime. Oh, man. I'm like, come on, man. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So I go. Can't breathe up there. All I did was eat edibles while I was up there. <laughs> eat what? Stay sane. Edibles. You, you, you ate edibles. Yeah. You that's called, that's, that's weed. It's, it's legal there. Yes. It's weed, gum, gummy drops, or weed. Whatever it is, like candies and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Yes, Derek. Really? I did partake. Yes. 
Does Mama Brooks approve of this? I don't know. She you just she, told she's on, on She's on, on here today. Hi, Mama Brooks. I know. I'm you just on. told on yourself. You might be. You might be grounded. Right. <laughs> but yes, I did. You might not be getting that. your allowance. I had that. some. Um, I, I had this little thing. It was actually, uh, you know, the uh, what did it call the 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 fruity pebbles. <laughs> it was like a fruity pebbles square. <laughs> it was ridiculous, man. I, so they say, you know, hey, take this, you know. So when they take, they give it to me, and the guy gives it to me, turns around, and I, I go and eat the whole thing. He said, "All right, here, let me get half of that too." I'm like, "What do you mean half?" I just oh, ate you the ate the whole thing. thing. You ate the whole thing. Oh my god! Hey, bro, you might need to go back to your room, bro. Were you whacked out of your mind, bro? I went back to the room, bro. Yeah, you you went to Colorado eating edibles. The air is already thin as it is. It was even thinner that day. Eagles bro. real estate, a uh, White Castle edible. Is that, <laughs> that means, bro, that would make more money than the law would allow. See, I yeah. don't know. I don't know what edibles is. So I, I, I. <laughs> hey, Doug, come on, man. Let me tell a mom on you. Yeah, don't tell mom, Doug. You it's already told her yourself. You tell your mom you're eating edibles this is, on this show. This is between I'm, us. I'm trying to keep this open. I'm trying to be open to the people that listen to the show. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but I guess I can't do that anymore. I got to keep Why it not? No, you know, because people here said, you know, we love listening to you guys' personal stories. You know, we just let people know we're regular guys just like them. We have we have highs and lows in life just like them. Yeah, we but do look, crazy hey, stuff. Cal, I didn't get the munchies. I didn't want to munch on anything. I just wanted to sit in that room and, and stop the wall, stop the walls from falling down on me. And, and the, 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 I can remember like the bed was going like this. Uh, <laughs> and I'm looking around like. I wish oh, I could have seen this. No, you don't. I it wish was, I could have seen this. It was some bad football, bro. Bad football, bro. Oh it was, my god. I wish I could have seen wow. this. Interesting. Oh All my right. goodness. That explains a lot. We know you're a pothead. Okay, what else do we need to know? Oh, I'm right. a pothead. I, I haven't taken edibles since then. When in Rome, that's <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Right, um, right. All right. So when we come back, I'm glad you think that's so funny, Derek. <laughs> 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 He's wrong for that, man. See, friends like that, man. Friends exactly. like that. You don't need it. All, All right, I man. want are some tasty buds and go away. Barrett Spicoli. Yes. All right. So we'll come back, and there is a little Eagles news here on a on a on another candidate uh, mm-hmm. for the defensive coordinator spot. So we'll talk yep. about that. Uh, some very interesting stuff from Peter King's latest from Jonathan Gannon and a potential offer that the Eagles made to counter him leaving to take the Cardinals head coaching gig. We'll get into all of that. Don't go anywhere. We got a lot to do today. That's for sure. That's Derek Gunn. That's Barrett Brooks. I'm Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Right now I'm going to tell you about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because knowing who to trust with your finances, it's scary. It's critical. You know how hard you work. And you want that money to take care of you later in life. You want to you want to invest it with the right person. I got the right person. It's Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. Whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review. You might have a small business and you need help with your employee benefits, kind of getting them off the ground. That's another resource that Jim can help you with. I know I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollover with Jim. And I couldn't be any happier. You will be as well. Give him a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. Nine nine six forty seven fifty one. You can email him as well. Murray M U R R A Y dot Jim at principal dot com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal dot com.
Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. My name is uh, Fran Soleno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Hey, by the way, guys, this is pretty awesome. We've now gone over 30,000 YouTube subscribers. What? And if you haven't already, what? yeah, if you haven't already or you have a friend who maybe hasn't uh, gotten word about what we're doing here, our show, the entire network, the entire channel, uh, please pass the word along. Uh, yeah, 30,000 YouTube subscribers. It's free. Just jump on. Get in there, man. And uh, we're just going to keep growing. This thing is we we're on like the entry level of what is going to be just a booming, 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 booming business. I can't emphasize that enough. So yeah, baby. thank you to all of you who have subscribed and we're going to keep this thing rolling, man. And we, we got you. We got you. We appreciate you. Uh, all right. A couple other things here, guys. This is interesting. Jeremy Fowler from ESPN reporting that the Eagles have have already interviewed Jim Leonard. Uh, who was formerly the D.C. at uh, Wisconsin. I know, Gunnar, you, you follow close attention to the uh, Wisconsin Badgers. But Jim also played more than a decade in the NFL as a safety. He's coached in the NFL. Like, this dude's done it all, and he's you're, you're muted, B. Uh, he's really respected in both yeah. circles, both college and the NFL. Interesting name here, guys. I mean, Jets, he was on a bowling. He, pl- he played under bowling, you know. So, I mean, he he can play, man. I'm No, not even play. He, he, uh, he played under um, – one of the twins, what's his name? Um, Rob Ryan. Rob Ryan. Rob Ryan. Yeah, he played yeah. Rob Ryan. Rex, Rex, and Rob are the twins yeah. you're, you're referring to, but yeah, yeah. Both. Um, I mean, he 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 understands conceptually how to stop the run, even though he plays safety. Um, I mean, I, where has he been since then? I don't, I don't know where was he. At? Wisconsin. He, he, Wisconsin. Was, he was the DC there until they they fired their their head coach. If you remember, it wasn't. It was more of an offensive issue more than it was. Right. Uh, 
uh, Chris got fired. Yeah. Leonard was the DC. And then when he was fired, he took over as the interim coach for the rest of the year. They didn't, they blew everybody out when Luke Fickle came in, who was in, at Cincinnati. So he's, that's where he was. Well, uh, Fickle asked him to stay and he decided to, to move on. Yeah. Um, I will say this about Jim Leonard. Cause you know, I watched, I watched that program extensively for years. Wisconsin was one of those big 10 schools that were always competitive, but never got, an abundance of five-star talent. So you were left, left taking the, the three-star, two-star, sometimes three-and-a-half-star talent to build your team around. And Jim Leonard's defense ranked in the top ten every year across the country. And a lot of times his defense was number two and number three in the country. His concept, they didn't give up a lot of points. They didn't give up a lot of yardage in a lot of games. Jim, Jim Leonard knows defense. He, he was an outstanding player as a pro player as well. Now, can he translate? Jim Leonard would be a good hire, I think. Could he Could he get the same productivity at the NFL level? Don't know. I've seen a whole lot worse try and fail. Mm-hmm. They recycle all these defensive coaches who have failed time and time again. Jim Leonard has a fresh approach to the game. I mean, Jim Leonard made T.J. Edwards what he what he became. Yes. You think about that. Definitely. You know, and, uh, uh, J.J. Watt. T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt, all those guys he yeah. had up there. Um, Jim Leonard's an outstanding defensive mind. I, you know what? That was That's not a name we were looking at when we started talking about possibilities. Don't rule him out. I mean, he the man can coach coach football. He can coach defense. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah, that's something I'll be interested in. You know, um, it's a, it's, I mean, I'm, I've, I haven't seen defensive. I haven't really – Ball on to the guy that came straight from college into being a defensive coordinator. I'm trying to think when the last time I heard or so. I know offensive coordinators have made the jump and become um, defensive coordinators, but I'm trying to think who was the last person I know that was a defensive coordinator came from college and made that jump into a DC position. Well, does it does it change your view that he he played for a long time in the NFL? Does that make it is it a little bit smoother or no is that not impactful no not not impactful um i just think it's easier to coach offense coming into the league as a coordinator as opposed to defense because conceptually it's different man it's it's like a whole new different set of um play selection that you go through you mean it's a lot of read option quarterbacks, you know, a lot of, you know, RPO quarterbacks in, in college football doesn't equate necessarily to the NFL where it's a lot of drop back quarterbacks, you know, um, you know, conceptual schemes, you know, understanding uh, how to break things down. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't heard anybody made that jump and was successful. I mean, mm-hmm. okay. I, mean let, I mean, if there's somebody in the. Um, yeah, we'll think about it. Anybody know anybody in the chat wants to jump in on that. Yeah, I think it's an interesting point, Barrett. I, I will say this. If you look at it, we've heard Vance Joseph. You know, we've already heard Leonard. We've heard some other names bandied about on that side of the ball. Yep. We haven't heard nary a word on the offense. This thing's a lock that it's Brian. I'm Johnson. telling you, man. Unless you're doing some kind of real covert mission here with the right. offensive side of the ball, it's Brian Johnson. Wasn't Vance Joseph the guy who coached Hassan Reddick in Arizona and didn't know how to use him? Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up, Derek. Um, his track record is not really great. I started looking at it. If you go back, he did a nice job a while ago with the Texans, 
as their D coordinator. But mm-hmm. since then, it's not a lot of success as a coordinator or as a head coach mm. for what it's worth. Yeah, it was worth a lot. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Not, there's not much. I mean, he's he's more of an aggressor, which will appeal to some people uh, for sure than, than what Gannon was. But, uh, yeah, I don't really love the notion of Vance Joseph personally. I'm surprised we haven't heard the name Lovey Smith yet. Right. In, in terms of being a possible candidate, unless Lovey just doesn't want to do it now uh, after having the sour taste of being um, excommunicated out of Houston, you know, I mean, he might want to have a chill year, Derek, and just, might, just collect might. a check. I don't, yeah. I don't blame him. That's it didn't work. It didn't work out for him in Illinois. He jumped yeah. to Houston. One year later, he's gone there. Um, you know, some people out there, I, I don't want a Tampa two deep in, defense here. Yeah, well, you got a guy that knows the Tampa two defense inside and out. If you have the right personnel, the Tampa two defense is still appliable in today's NFL. But you got to have the right personnel, you know, and. With this being a team that will be rebuilding its defense, as I said last week, it is imperative you get a defensive coordinator sooner rather than later to, to get some input. What type of players do you need to run your type of defense? Whether it's, whether it's mid to lower tier vets, because you can fill out a, a roster with mid to lower tier vets slash rookies and have a decent defense if you have the right coordinator in there. But that D coordinator needs to have some input in terms of what you want um, to, to, to make his transition that much easier. Um, there's some great nuggets, and I, I got to give him – and he always does an excellent job getting inside information and stuff you haven't heard yet or whatever. But Peter King's column today, um, Football Morning in America, um, is, is chock full of a lot of Super Bowl stuff and Eagles-related notes, guys. So – couple things let's just stay on the on the gannon um discussion for a minute here the, the there's a lot of juicy stuff so but one that really stands out well first off let me just say this he's hired nick rallis who was the eagles linebackers coach to be his defensive coordinator he was a, a well-respected guy in the building and really highly thought of around the league so he takes that gig he's 29 years old that's that's a young dude to get a, a defensive coordinator um, well that's what that and, and there lies you know what i was saying about um, hiring in-house, uh, he was one of the candidates that I thought you know would have had an opportunity. I agree. Get an interview, right on. You know, yeah, yeah, um, right on. He was in-house candidate. The only thing Rallis will do is run Jim, uh, run Jonathan Gannon's defense in Arizona. Whoever the D coordinator is will be under Gannon. It will be Gannon's concepts or philosophy. Excuse me, not concepts, philosophy. Yeah. Well, well. What defense do you say Gannon runs? You know, I don't know. Honestly, don't know. He doesn't run it. He doesn't run the concept. Barely runs philosophy. Scheme. He doesn't run a scheme. Yeah, he's a, he's, it's, he's, it's a, he's you, know, you saw that philosophy work, didn't you, last week? Well, I mean, I, bro, I, I still, I was on. I was. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna tell you the truth. I was still on the Gann wagon, you know, and I I still don't think he did a bad job. I don't look. I think he had a bad Super Bowl, but I, I think yeah, I, mean, that, I think yeah. they won in spite. He had of a him. he had a bad first. He had a bad second half of the Super Bowl. I, I was yeah, but here's the thing, Derek. Why? Well, right, so I hear a lot. I'm not saying you, but I hear from a lot of people that, of course, he they they did good. They had tons of talent, and they they had a lot of talent. They did. He, he got the Oregon. best out of everybody on that yes, side he did. of the ball. I Randy Graham had his best year. Sack-wise, yes, at least. Yep. We're playing uh, less time. Yes. Reddick had his best year. Yes. Yep. 
Uh, Hargrave had his best year. TJ Edwards had his best year. Um, Bradbury had his best year. Yes. Like, and I'm sure I'm missing a bunch, but we could go through it. Like, I don't think that's a coincidence that these guys collectively elevated their game to that level. I think he played a part of that. And I, I think people don't want to give him any kind of props. I get it. Like, we're all stung by the Super Bowl. But the guy was, in my opinion, a good coordinator. I have I have been consistent in my gray area with Gannon all season long. And we had great, great fun going back and forth about the Gann wagon. But I have never changed my my, my perception of No, you him. didn't. You didn't. You no, were never you all the way on. Stay true to it. You've yes. been hanging on the side for yes. a long time. But yes. say what you want to say, man. I know that offense was good. But y'all are acting like Gannon's all, uh, defense – was 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 terrible, you know. What I, I, mean? I didn't say that. Well, I'm, I'm saying most people are acting yeah, like like it, it's gone to that extreme, I guess. Right, like okay. they're acting like you know, oh, they're glad he's gone. I'm not glad he's gone on that all actuality. In fact, you know, I think he took his first year. He took lemons and made lemonade. This time he came into this year with the whole stand, eliminating the stand, and I mm-hmm. think he held up pretty well, considering um, considering you know this is his second year with those guys. I, I've said that he here's what I give him credit for. He put his his guys in in position to make plays. That's his, that's what, that's his job. That. Okay. I, I it used to make my stomach hurt watching his his Pro Bowl secondary play so passive against the pass. Number three, I look at the volume of quarterbacks he played this season. Number four, I looked at how many pores it was like every week. They were playing an offensive line that was missing two, three guys on their offensive line. They took advantage of the situation. He had a dominant defense. We we agree on one thing. They had the best collection of overall defensive talent in the NFL, bar none. And we right or wrong. Right. Okay. He had the deepest rotation of defensive talent in the NFL, bar none. Right. We agreed on that. Absolutely. It used to make me cringe. The cornerback play would make me cringe every week watching how he was pl- showing respect to backup quarterbacks and marginal receivers instead of coming up and punching them in the mouth every week the way Kansas City played. You look at Spagnola, took a bunch of kids and played the same doggone way every week, knowing full well that they were going to get burned, they were going to go through growing pl- pains. Did the same thing in the biggest game of the year in the Super Bowl. How many times have we seen Kansas City's corners coming up playing press coverage on Pro Bowl wide receivers, two of which had 1,000 yards? Yeah, Derek, you're right. I mean, but like a couple things. One, Patrick Mahomes does this to virtually everybody. Okay. And I get that. I, no, I'm just saying. And like the real, I'm not talking about like Dak. That's a different tier. Okay. But the upper, upper echelon guys usually play pretty well. That's why they're the greats. Yeah. And so yeah. the notion that, oh my God, every great quarterback tears them up. Well, every good quarterback tears up a lot of teams. Tears up everybody. That's, that's so, why they're great. You know, and and the one thing I would say, like for everybody who was like blitz, blitz, blitz. Well, he did that on one of those touchdowns in, in the Super Bowl, and it absolutely killed him. Like for example, the second touchdown. Remember the two plays where the Eagles got undressed, the sky, yep. the, the Kadarius Tony, and the and the Sky Moore. Okay, which was awful. It was embarrassing on a thousand levels. Mm. But the second one, the Eagles are in a zero blitz. Okay, they they rush seven guys on the play. So I'll just give you an example. They had 1,211 defensive snaps this year. That's the eighth time they went into zero blitz. They only did it eight times. 
Like I'm just saying, the notion that he never does it, he's never aggressive. It's just not true. Oh, I never said that. I never. Well, I, 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 I mean, that. say rarely, but not. Yeah, never. I, I never said that. I yeah. said basically, I said that if you look at who who's the quarterback who carved him up, Dak Prescott. Yeah, Dak Prescott carved that defense up. You know why? Because they played the exact doggone same defense against Dallas that they did in the Super Bowl. Uh, they, they, he didn't carve – Dak Prescott did not carve them up. Dak, Dak carved – come on, man. Seriously. C.D. Lamb, Lamb was running free all over the doggone field. Are you serious? Uh, they, they, he beat them on a, on a, on a, on a third and uh, 30. I, I, that, I, that play, he beat them on a third and 30. It was more than that one play, Barrett. I'm not talking about that one. That play was a fluke. I'm not talking about one play. Let's let's look at how many yards he had. How many yards did Dak have? I don't know. The stream will tell me. Um, But I'm. uh, Are you talking about against the Eagles? Yes. Yes. I'll find it. I'll I'll tell you in one second. Go Uh, ahead. Talk while you. I'll I'll have it up in a minute. He had a pretty good game, but it wasn't like he was just carving them up. I think he made a lot of plays. Like he should have been sacked. On the one play by Avanti Maddox, he should have been sacked, and that went for a first down, and that would have changed how the drive went. He had a third and thirty that you know definitely changed how the flip. game went. Yeah, um, he was twenty-seven of thirty-five, three hundred forty-seven yards, three touchdowns, and a pick six. Oh, that's, that's yeah, that's a, that's a big day. That's a big day. That's 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 ooh, that's that's yes, better he than a sous chef. That's a master chef. You're better right. than that what? Was, that wasn't here. That wasn't a sous chef. Hearing the tapping on the grill. Dude, they played the same played defense like against chef, Dallas yeah. that they played against Kansas City. Right. The same doggone defense. Yeah, listen, I, I'm not <laughs> – look, 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 my fault. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's rewind the tape. All right. <laughs> oh, man. And believe you know, me – He didn't the, have a good day. He had a damn good day. Okay. So yeah, I'll, okay. I'll say this. I don't think he, he had a – he did not have a good Super Bowl. I'm st- I call him Emerald. <laughs> but, but, but real quick, it, it, uh, this is the last thing I'll say. Yeah, right. Uh, you walk into any Philly cheesesteak place, you hear it on the grill. Ta-ta, 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 ta-ta. That's what that was. There's some chopping going on. Oh, my goodness. Um, he, he did not have a good Super Bowl. But in actuality, they gave him 24 points. Right, right. Jalen gives him one. Yeah. The other one, the ball's returned to the four. Okay, and they scored 38. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not telling you it was good because it was four possessions in the second half, and it was touchdown, touchdown, field goal could have been a touchdown. I'm not telling you it was good. But Kansas City tends to do that when you're the number one scoring team to a lot of teams. He could have done a better job in the second half. And then, I I, but I also don't want to let the players off the hook either. I think I think we're letting the players right. off the hook a little too much too. Yeah, but Rob, I, I, you, can't, you cannot have that kind of talent, man, in a corner. And showing respect to margin. Look up and down at who they played all year, except for Minnesota. You can't be showing these people that kind of respect. Yeah, true. You can't. True. You got a dominant defense playing mediocre offenses, and you back there playing flag football. You can't. You cannot. You got to get up in their face. You you got to you got to make them respect you. Don't respect them. Yeah. You know, I mean, and that just drove me nuts the entire season. That's why I was. I went from being in the middle of the game wagon. To the back seat, to hanging off the rail with my legs flapping in the wind, to hanging off the side, to back in the back seat again, because every week it was something different, you know. Yeah, they 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 got the turnovers, volume of turnovers, they third most sacks in the history of the NFL. I get, I've given Grant Gannon credit for a number of things, but in the bigger scheme of thing, his philosophy made me beat my head against the wall 
because you have to adapt in big games. He never adapted in that Dallas game down in Dallas, and he never adapted in the Super Bowl. Never. I'm waiting for a change. How many times did he blitz? Now, I understand you blitz Patrick Mahomes, you're asking for problems. But, again, I can't get off of this. And I've watched the game twice since the Super Bowl. I can't get off of this. Spagnola put a lot of trust in a bunch of young kids. He never deviated from what he was going to. We talked about it all week. You know Spagnola's going to blitz. Doggone it, he did blitz. He put his kids on the island. They got burned. Do you think he changed from that? No, this is how we're going to. T- this is the only way we can play Jalen Hurts. We got to. T- how many times did we talk about after the Super Bowl? Jalen was running out under duress. They didn't get him. Now, the two sacks were fluke because he lost scrimmage, you know, yards behind the line of scrimmage. So, not like they got him to the ground. But how many times was he under duress? Either throwing the ball out of bounds, yeah, or or throwing it off uh, from, from his weak side instead yeah. of his strong side. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I agree. Is, I agree. I'm not arguing with that. Yeah, I, I, Eagles I had the better defense. They did. Kansas they City had. played the better overall game. Yeah, that's the defense. thing that drives you crazy about the loss in general. The yes. Eagles had way yes. more depth. They were a, a, a more talented team on paper. Um, but you know, there's they, no way the Eagles should have lost that game. Yeah. No way. Even with Jalen's miscue of fumbling that football, there's no way you let. I don't care if it is. Um, I don't care if it's Tom Brady. I don't care if it's Patrick Mahomes. There's no way in a Super Bowl game a quarterback's supposed to complete 13 out of 14 passes in a half, and the only incompletion is a throwaway. I'm just saying, oh, here's all I'll say. I, I, I give 14 points though, man. Yeah, that that hurts too. But I, I don't know who they're going to end that. up who they're gonna end up hiring, and I'm sure you know they're they're going through this as we speak. But I'm just saying, careful what you wish for. We'll see. Right. You know, we'll see what I, happens. And I don't. I don't. We don't know if any of these candidates will be any better because they won't have the same collection of talent. You're right about the, that. The, the assessment we we make next season will not be a fair assessment no. because the talent will look completely different compared to what we just witnessed this one moment in time in history. Yeah. Well, so, the, ch- the challenge for whoever gets this is a lot of new faces on that side. Could be. You know, I mean, that might, that might be good for it. Might be for, be the worst thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, could I mean, he could take those guys and he can customize the defense wherever he wants True. to. Do That's it. what I said. Whoever, but, whoever yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you look at you look at that. If you look at the defense, they gave up 21, 22 points in the Super Bowl. 20, 24. 24. 24 points. 24 points. Okay. 24 points in the Super Bowl. There was 14 points that were just given. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't ask. You can't ask Patrick Mahomes. You can't say that Patrick Mahomes is supposed not supposed to score. He's on the five going no, in. I know that. Oh, Come I on, know. and you, and then he got a freebie uh, with Jalen. So that's fourteen points that you take out. What was the score? Uh, what was the score? 38-35. Yeah. Well, you could say twenty-seven because the kicker shanked. Hit one off the uprights. So it could have been twenty-seven points. Right. But they walked. They walked down yeah. the field. And could have punched, but you know, it had an additional three. No, so that's, that's, been, that's why I pointed out they could have. Still, that, they, the Eagles still yeah. scored. The Eagles still scored thirty-five points. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You should he, be able to win with thirty-five points. Agreed. Your coordinator let you down on defense. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, he I let agree. you down. I, I'd say I think that. Look, I really think that Gannon absolutely, but there's blame everywhere on this. Yes. Man. Yes. Like, like if you, you got me on the ball, I agree. Put it like this on zero blitz. Yeah, sometimes you got to know they got a master out there. It's, it, they put zero blitz, the second court, the second touchdown to uh, you know to Elijah Moore. On that play, they were lined up. They sure they were lined up in the wrong formation. You know what I'm saying to run the play. 
you you couldn't it couldn't run it. So what does he do? What does the quarterback do? Patrick Mahomes says, "All right, I want you to run the jet uh, um, motion." Yeah, Kelsey was lined up wrong. So he said, "I want you to run it instead yeah. of on the other side." Mm-hmm. That's just being not really? out coach. That's just the quarterback being the yeah, man. Being the other phenomenal. thing, the other, the other observation in in uh, which is great in Peter's story was the you know Darius Slay on the one just gets lazy on it. Yep. He, you know, he he's lackadaisical. How are you lackadaisical in a freaking and Super talking, Bowl? He's talking and looking and looking at the other side, talking Come to look on, at the other man. side yeah. instead of he, watching that man. You got he that moved, man. He moved man. inside. When yeah. the dude went in motion, he moved inside doing this. You not paying attention to the man. That, yeah. That's well, on you. That's not on Gannon. That's on, the, on Darius. The worst thing about that, he has him man to man. Yes. That's your man. So – it don't make a difference. If he goes to the sideline and he wants a Gatorade, Slay should have been handing him the Gatorade. But instead, yeah. he's playing lax. He's talking on the other side instead yes. of watching his man. When you got his man, you should be following whatever he does. And he was more – he was he would pay attention more to what he wanted to convey to the other side instead of watching his guy. Mm-hmm. If he had just played man-to-man. Well, you said the same thing about Maddox on the other side, on the other touchdown. Exactly. Yeah. Maddox, exactly. Maddox, Maddox goes in motion, stops between the tackle and the DN. He's looking inside at the ball snap. As soon as the ball snap, it's over. It's too late. You got caught. We haven't seen Maddox do that all year. All of a sudden, he's looking inside on this play. You just saw it happen on the other side. You know yeah. that's a lack of? Number one, focus. Number two, did you have a discussion on the sideline? Did you talk about it on the sideline? Da, da, da. I don't, I don't think they talked about it. They might have talked about it among, amongst themselves, but I don't think your defensive coordinator calls you, all right, dude, you huddle up with these dudes. You should know better than this. Even if they didn't run the same play to the opposite side, which is egregious enough, there should have been a discussion after the first time about how we're going to scheme this if they got inside the five again the next time. Lo and behold, the next doggone series. Yeah. Same Agreed. thing. Agreed. There's no question. <clears throat> I completely agree with you on that. Um, I wanted Man, I'm, to hit it. I'm done for the day. Thank you. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Good night, uh, everybody. Um, I want to hit you guys with a couple other things uh, regarding uh, just NFL, whatever. This is the kind of thing, and I know they are Teflon. Like, it doesn't matter what they do. The NFL is just a juggernaut, and everybody just gets run over. Okay? I get it. But for them to come out with a statement, saying that State Farm Field, which is where they played the Super Bowl in Arizona, the surface met required standards. It's a joke. Is an absolute disgrace. And you know what it is more than anything else? It's an insult. Yes. It's an insult to the fans. It's an insult to media. It's an insult to anybody who observes this league who knew better. However you feel about the teams that were playing, you don't want your grandest of stages being some, some quagmire where guys are falling all over the place. Just, I would have more respect if they said, you know what? Best laid plans. Like we did everything we thought was right. Uh, It turns out X, Y, and Z happen. And we're working on whatever we can do to correct this. So it doesn't happen again. Then I'm saying, okay, I don't like it. but At least you're owning it. Yes. They can't, they don't have the decency to own this. And you're going to insult us with that statement. Come on, man. It's the biggest insult to your multi-million dollar players who play the game at the highest level, who generate your fan base. That's an insult, direct insult to the players by basically saying, eh, look good to us. But if somebody had a torn up a knee or an ankle or something like that, I'd love to see how they scramble behind that. But because everybody walked off the field unscathed, hey, it was okay with us. 
you sat there while your commissioner sat there in a private box and watched that mess. You mean to tell me that's the best thing that he can come out of their mouths is that it looks fine to us. You had an ice, you had an ice rink out there. Basically mm-hmm. you put your and you put the two best teams in football at, at a, at a severe deficit and, and ran them out there potentially high risk field for 60 minutes of your biggest spectacle of the season and the only thing you can say is, even if you didn't believe it, all you had to come out and say was, you know, it's something we'll look into. You couldn't even say that. Yeah. I mean, that, that is just it, common courtesy. Honest to God. Like, it, it's the it's the least you could do is own up to it instead of some bo- – yeah, met the standards. What's what, Then what's the standard? Where How low is that bar? I mean, honest to God, let's just throw them into – you know, like mud wrestling at, at this point. <laughs> that tells me that tells me you don't care about the players. No, you got what you wanted. You don't care about the player. You invested in this new turf, this new innovative turf, to Tahoma Tahoma thirty one turf. And it's all you cared about. You cared about an eight hundred thousand dollar playing surface more than you did a billion dollars worth of athlete athletes playing out in the football field. Yeah, and you exactly. wonder why. And you wonder why the players association hates the league office. Right. Yeah, and you want to hear the kicker. Guess what surface they're playing on next year in the Super Bowl? Don't tell me Tahoma 31. The same stuff. Uh, they're playing wow. on the same wow. turf, the rye grass, This, except this, it's in Vegas next year. Oh, my goodness. It's the same surface. I thought Vegas was an indoor. It is. So is Arizona. It's the same. They, but it the rolls same out. Stuff. Yeah, rolls it's the same stuff. So that, that's a major problem. And for that, and I, I guarantee you behind the scenes – they're, they're trying scrambling. to they're investigating and trying to figure this out. But that is that's some irony right there that you're telling you're telling everybody that that's fine. And even even George Tome is like backing away from it. The, yes. the, the the turf guy, the side guy, they call him. He's backing away from the saying, "Hey, Wednesday, I you know what I left was fine." You know, they're they're implying you know whether it was the paint that they put on the field or Rihanna's performance and, and the way the field was dug up, whatever. Here's the other thing that was interesting that I read in in that. Peter King story. And I tell everybody to check it out if you, when you get some time. So it was unseasonably cold in Phoenix at, right, during right. Super Bowl week. You know, they, they take that stuff outside. It sits outside. Yep. That lends to condensation when it's yep. cold. Like, you know, it is. you walk outside here and you get frost on, right. on the ground. So they didn't do a good enough job drying it out. It, it also, on top of everything else, like, the, how does this happen? There should be a team just in charge of that. No. Well, it's, it's, I mean, a grounds crew. Yeah. 800,000. 800,000. Come on, man. It's a lot of bread, man. Bro, yeah. and it, they could have gotten, they could have, they could have gotten expert opinions from places like Chicago, Pittsburgh, uh, 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 Buffalo, you know, that, that go, that deal with these type of surfaces right. all, all the time. The time. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's no, there's no, there's no stadium that gets more traffic than, the Steelers stadium every year because they play high school football on it and they play the college football on it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they're used to having those type of conditions. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you don't I, see I their mean, players I, slipping around. Right. I, I don't, I'm not crowded with spilt milk, but it definitely, it definitely hurt the pass rush of our guys because they couldn't get, they couldn't turn the corner. They were sliding, slipping and, and, and you, none of them made any excuses. Because they no, said, they look, they, 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 we played on the same service as they did. That's all they've said. The they only thing Negan Reddick said was it was the worst surface I ever played on. And everybody agreed that's in cool. unison. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Because both teams were slipping and sliding like you were watching the ice capades. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and, so. and the Eagles, again, they made no excuses. The yeah, Eagles, we don't do that. We're not yeah. doing that. They basically, yeah. how, from Howie Roseman to the head coach, hey, both teams played on the same field. Yep. That's all even, you heard. Even so the coordinators heard. on their way out didn't say anything. No. Nope. Nobody made any nope. excuses. But so. Well, yeah, it was Jonathan Gannon's problem now. Well, yeah. you, know, you read the article. I read the article you gave me uh, that, um, you know, he can remember Kelsey telling, telling Tony, hey, man, make sure you take your time on this route because he slipped in a route in, in practice earlier that week. Tony did it when he, uh, Kadavius Tony did it. He ran the same play, but then he slipped on it on his way out in the motion. He slipped right. on it. He said, rather than slip, take your time and go through it. So, mm. yeah, that's Kelsey was telling him. Yeah, just yep. stay under control, stay under yep. control because they yep. knew that. That's amazing. It's amazing that that was even a, a thing, you know, in, in a Super Bowl. So, all right, we're going to come back, guys. We're going to get into timelines and how mm. critical it is to get this thing locked up with Jalen Hurts yes. in, in a quick manner because everything is upon us, man, in terms of like transition tag, franchise tag, combine, free agency, uh, draft. Everything is right here. Um, so we'll get into all those kind of things. And we'll do a little stay-go on the defensive side of the ball. Who stays, hey, who goes. Yeah, Barry. Is this President's Day? It is. Yes, yes it sir. is. Happy President's Day, everyone. Happy President's Day. Celebrating uh, some of the uh, – You want the, me to the, sing the national anthem for you? No, thanks. Uh, please, okay. don't, don't, don't do that. Uh, okay. But, yes, we, we do salute all, what? all what? of those who have – What? Should we have a Gunner singing segment? I think we should do that. No, um, no, thirty minutes thing is it? No, it's not. Thirty's a lot, but you you killed it. The 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 uh, <laughs> what, what song did you sing? I, you did. What was everybody? What did they want you to do? You you remember when you did? You sang that. What, what, man, the what first song? one I sang was what, what kind what, of fool am I? No, what you want to do? I sang. Uh, I sang. Um, oh my goodness, what's his name? Uh, uh, Chris the Chris the Christmas song. Oh yeah, uh, White Nat Christmas. Cole. Nat, White Nat Christmas. Cole. Nat Cole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you did something else though. And too. I did uh, um, what you won't do for love, but uh, his name is Caldwell. First oh, that's first. right, that's right. Um, yeah, can't think of his first name now. Dang it! And that that was sampled. That's been sampled a million times. That, oh yeah, that that uh, that song. All right, let's uh, let's get a time out. We'll come back and we will dig into to the Jalen Hurts uh, immediacy of this deal and and how it all shakes out. We'll give you the timelines too, and do a little stay go. On the defensive side of the ball. He's Derek. He's Barrett. I'm Rob. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Time to tell you about Pro Action Restoration. Yeah, Pro Action Restoration is a, is a lifeline, is a safety blanket, if you will. If you have a home, you have a business, you have a property you own, and you go through the inconvenience of water, of fire, of smoke, mold damage, you name it, to any property that you own. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I can tell you this from personal experience because it happened at my parents' house. There was a, a finished basement. They had water damage downstairs. It was flooded. And Pro Action was right out there on a Saturday. They cleaned it up. The crew was professional. The price was reasonable. Pro Action Restoration is licensed, bonded, fully insured, and they've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So again, it could be water, could be fire, could be smoke, could be mold remediation. You name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or you can reach out to them online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com.
Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to Ocean. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi, I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing, the second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs, and then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. My name is uh, Fran Solano. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Welcome back, everybody. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. I'm Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take. Three hours of power, Monday through Friday, noon to three Eastern. Uh, hanging out with you, talking some Eagles here. All right, guys. So uh, timelines. Let me hit you with these. We talked about this a little bit last week, but it's now it's right on us. So today's February 20th, and as Barrett pointed out, it is President's Day. Uh, but so February 21st through, which is tomorrow, through March 7th, is franchise transition tag designation. So this is where you can lay this on people. If you feel like you're not going to be able to come to some kind of deal, there's a lot of speculation that New York, the giants might do this with Daniel Jones, who we'll get into in a little bit here, uh, but they may end up franchise tagging him. There are reports out there. I just real quick on him. He's, he's changed agents and there are reports out there that he's looking for $45 million. <laughs> if they give Daniel Jones $45 million, they deserve whatever happens to him from there on. Give me a break. You know, right, a nice right. Little, exactly. Yes. Like he, right. he had a nice little bounce back, but, but you know, calm down, dude. You know, this guy's not a $45 million guy, but let's hope they do it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the point, the reason I bring it up is there, that starts tomorrow. The combines February 28th, eight days from now. Free agent negotiating windows, which is like we call the legal tampering period, that starts March 13th, and then March 15th is the uh, the new league year, and then the drafts April 27th. So everything is really close here in proximity. Like we're getting really close. 
So decisions have to be made. When you have as many free agents as the Eagles have, there's a lot of stuff you got to sort out and figure out here. Absolutely. So are we seeing a Hurts deal come down in, in the next week or so, guys? I'm saying yes. I, I'm, I'm thinking yes simply because it's not just signing him, but it's also knowing how much money they're going to be allocated to put it in each position. Right. Um, what direction, you know, this team is going. I mean, it's, 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 it's basically based on your quarterback and, and how much money you're going to give to him. When you look at, when you look at the franchise tags and what their values are, um, what the, what their values will be um, on, you know, come this time, I think it's um, quarterbacks is 32.45. Right. Running backs is 10.10. Wide receivers, 19.76. Tight ends, 11,036. Wow. Offensive linemen, 18.26. Defensive tackle, 18.95. Defensive ends, 19.74. Linebackers, 20.95. Cornerbacks, 18.16. Safeties, 4.47. And special teamers are 5.40. By the way, who's franchise tagging a linebacker for over $20 a year? There you go. Uh, Hassan Reddick should be making that. (laughs) Yeah, I hear you. That's Hassan Reddick. That's that's specially made for a guy like Hassan Reddick. Or TJ Watt, right? You know, it's guys like that. You know, it's not it's not necessarily, but that's what a franchise tag is. You're taking yeah. the top five contracts, the top five contracts um, average. Yeah, and that's what the franchise tag is. Yeah, and look, man, it's uh, I don't foresee that being the way the Eagles go with Jalen. I, I really, I mean, they don't have to do that. Actually, he's got another year left. I'm sorry, they don't right. have the franchise tag, but. I don't think that even happens if we're in the same position a year from now, which I don't think. Can they franchise tag them? Not, yeah, they don't have to. He's under a rookie deal. Yeah, I don't think I you can. I don't think you can tell a guy. You tell him, yeah. I'm saying, yeah. I, I'm, but I'm saying, could they franchise tag him just to show him a little respect from because he's only made a slot to make $4 million next year. I'm not sure you can do that. I don't think you do that. Yeah, because he's got one more real year left on the contract. You could do it with Daniel Jones because he's up. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option. Right. Jones was a, a first rounder, so we got four uh, the four years, you know. But anyway, uh, it, you do have to do it pretty quickly. I'm not saying it's got to be tomorrow, but when you have all these defensive and offensive players that are free agents, I mean, hey, look, Bradbury, Garter, Johnson, Edwards, White, Cox, Hargrave, Epps, Quinn, Graham, Joseph, Sue. You know what that's I would just do? The defensive side of the ball. You know what I would do? I'd franchise CJGJ. You do yeah. that. Oh yeah, That's only fourteen point forty-seven million. I don't think he'll play. You know what they'll do? He'll do. I'm not going to camp on a franchise tag like a lot of players do, and they'll work it out eventually. They'll get it worked out. But I, that's where I would start. It's franchising him with Jalen. There's an urgency, but there really isn't in a lot of ways. Howie Roseman has already determined what the what the price is they want to pay. What's going to drag it out, if anything, is going back and forth with his agent. How much is guaranteed? How much is up front? How much is spread out over three, four, five years? Eagles might want six years. They only want four because we can revisit this after three. So it's going to be a lot of serving volley, you know, with this with this contract. He's going to get a certain number that we all – you know what the, fun, the, the weird thing is? Whatever number he gets, even if he's the highest-paid quarterback in the league, we're not going to sit here and be wild by it because 
it's the going rate. You keep seeing these numbers go up every year. You know, when Kyler Murray, if Kyler Murray getting 45, when the world yeah. Okay. And so I don't think, like Rob said, it has to be done tomorrow. Um, but I go back to what I said last week. And they gave Carson Wentz his money when he was still under contract. So you better doggone sure take to do the same for Jalen because you've already your owner's already said he has nothing left to prove. Okay. That's one one check mark in the box. Now it comes down to negotiating the numbers. Howie is very good at identifying numbers for the next season before the 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 pre the current season is even underway. He knows he they've looked what like what we discuss every day about who's who's staying, who's going. He already knows that in September. Yeah. The number the mechanisms are working then. That's what yeah, a this good didn't all of a sudden sneak up on. Does. No, you know, he no he, he's known long in advance what this is. And especially as the season's gone on and Jalen's played the way that he's played. Absolutely. He, you know, he's known. That's why and, I think I think this gets done in real short order. Like I, I don't I don't foresee this being a long drug out process they're absolutely going to get it done but if Quick. they do if they do put it off to build that defense close if they do make him play under that rookie contract and to build that defense to something close to what it was it's going to be the topic of discussion every week from september to december especially if he plays anywhere close to what he played this year um i i don't rule it out that's my last option the, the the nth degree final thing that I could see happening is how he about allowing Jalen to go into that 2023 season under his rookie contract because he put so much money back into to trying to replenish the coverage for his defense. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen, but this is like two percent of me that would say I'm not surprised it happened. No, I, I don't either. I mean, I, I like I'm just trying to think when has that ever worked out well? I, it didn't last year with Lamar Mm-mm. Jackson is Mm-mm. the most recent example of this. You know, it didn't work out well for him. He got <laughs> it, hurt. He not at all. Yeah. yeah. It, never, it never seems to work. And they know that like, I'm, they know that better than anybody else, the Eagles. So uh, they'll, they'll get this done. I mean, how he didn't even duck it at all when he was asked about it. Nope. So, I, I, I won my captain back. Yeah. Captain Tony, I'm his franchise player, but yeah, <laughs> when you look at, when you look at, I mean, let me ask this to you. Do you guys think we need to franchise um, uh, Miles Sanders? Heck no. 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 Heck no. No, no. All right. Um, I'm not franchising anybody. Heck no. I'm not sure. We better franchise David Lovato. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what that money is. What what, what is that for? for, uh, 5.4 million. Well, think about what John John Dornboss got in his last year. I mean, they were paying him well for a long snapper. So I would say, like Barrett, like right around four or five million. It's yep. nice when you, you never know, have to th- worry about that position. It is, but nice. the th- but the thing is, we say we as weird as it sounds, we say four or five million is chump change in today by today's NBA standards, but it does eat up a percentage of the cap. And when you have so many people, you have to try to figure out what you're going to do or which which direction to go in. You got to relook at that as well. And if Lovato says, "Well, you people have identified me as one of the best long snappers in the game, but I'm only the 12th highest paid long snapper," I want to sign this. Right, right. Why, and, why was you signed it? And right now, I don't. I'm not saying that they're going to go in and franchise um, uh, Hargraves, but I mean that's too much. Eighteen point two six million. Now, Whew. let me let me give you one. It's a just lot. to put in perspective here, Deshaun Watson's cap hit is fifty four point nine million dollars. Who? Deshaun Watson with the with the Browns. It's fifty four point nine. That's what? his cap hit. Yeah, yeah. Woo! That, I mean, is that because it's guaranteed? Yeah, 
and they have to have all that money in the escrow. You know, and they short they shorted Ooh. it on the front end because they knew he was going to get suspended. Right. That's right. part of it. You know it, it, what? A, what a woof. I don't know how the million. I don't know how you how you keep operating that way with that. And now I'm I, look Jalen's is probably not going to be that far off, but man, that, that, that limits what you can do. That's for sure. Fifty four million dollars. We're talking Bear Brook neighborhood. Yeah, Whoa. Bro. Yep. Bro, yeah, that is Man. crazy. You know, just like I mean, Isaac Sayamalo. Isaac, at the least that Isaac Sayamalo is gonna get is about sixty million. Because look, Big V, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Big V only started half the season. You got what forty eight? He got he got fifty <sighs> over five years. Yeah, he he's out of here. So Sayamalo is gonna get at least sixty, seventy. <sighs> you know, so God, I mean, and, and somebody that played well, who's a Pro Bowl alternate, also. And under the tutelage of the best offensive line coach in the league. Yeah. This comes Man, down to Scotland getting people paid. Well, it comes down to does Kelsey retire if he doesn't? Jurgens is your starting guard. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Because Sam Ma is going to walk you know, right. for sure. Right. Um, all right. So let's do a little stay go on the defensive side of this thing. I'll just throw them at you. Tell me if you think they stay. Not that, not that these guys aren't, you know, deserving, but whether or not you think they're going to stay or go, because almost every name I'm going to read off to you is a really good player. All right. So you tell me if you think they're going to stay or go. Bradbury, Derek, gone. Plain and simple, gone. Just too too much of a cost for him and Slay. Too, too much of a cost. You're not going to put that kind of money investment into two cornerbacks. And like I said, I'll say it again. I said it last week. Now, the only way I could see uh, Bradbury staying, which, again, is like less than 1% from what I'm being told, 1%, is if they trade as Slay. And there is a possibility they will u- they could use Slay as trade bait as well. So that means you're down Slay and Bradbury. Right. So I would say right now as we sit here today, Bradbury is gone. Gone. Okay. Yep. Barrett, you feel the same way? I do. Um, because he's he deserves the amount of money he's about to make in free agency. Mm-hmm. It's not like he was a slug, you know. He, he he's probably our best corner to play this year. So when you think about it in that aspect, he you know he's always ranked in the top as far as you know, um, you know pass uh defense. pass defense. Yep. So you know he's gonna get he's gonna get he's not gonna get the you know the 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 money we see, you know and you know what is it um for the DBs it's uh eighteen point six. Yeah, but he's gonna be right around there. Right now he, we got a bargain basement price of ten million. Yeah, he's going to make at least at the very least 16, 15, okay. 16 mil a year on a long term deal. A year on a long. So we're talking about he's going to sign somewhere right around probably 70, 70 million over yeah, 70, four years, million. five years. Yeah. yeah. Are we big? Are we built the last like that? No, nah, we, we ain't paying that much. No, nah, okay. there's no way right. how he does. Uh, CJGJ, start with you on this one, Barrett. Um, I think he will be around. I'm going to say yes. They're going to find a way, figure out a way to keep him around. He's that good of an impact player. We traded for him. Was it a fourth rounder for him? Yeah. We traded a fourth rounder for him. And I really think that he's he's only scratched the surface on how good he could be at safety position. We already know he can play slot. But he could be that Swiss Army knife for the defense, and he could play both at you know during the same game. He could play the slot. You know, And we saw what a great – safety can do on a defense when we had Malcolm. So I think that they will pay him. They might pony up and pay him. And, and that, you know, that 
that's because, you know, at this point, look on our roster. Right now we have Kayvon Wallace and Reed Blankenship's only two guys that are on the roster mm. to play safety. Yeah, you're thin there. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Derek, what do you think? They don't have any picks right now as we sit here in rounds four, five, and six. You keep a CJ, that solves a problem. Now, you got to develop somebody else. But who who you getting? Because you have so many other needs with those first four picks, you know, top for 94 picks. You may have four starters. You may have four starters coming out of this draft for the Eagles, to be honest with you. You know, um, I think there's no question that CJ stays. He gives them, as Barrett said, he gives you everything you want in terms of not just playing the back end, but being able to come up. And he he hits. You know, he's not one of these safeties that just rolls a shoulder. He hits. You know, it's a rarity is to have a state safety that can cover that kind of ground like he can and hit on top of that. Um, so I think I think he's a definite stay. It's going to cost him, but like I said, you got one of the best in the game and Howie Roseman figuring this stuff out right right now. Even as we speak, the wheels are spinning behind closed doors over at the Novacare Complex in terms of what they can do, what they want to do, and what they're going to be able to do with the number of players. CJ's at the top of that list of players that is it's it's adamant that you keep him here. He's back, man. I, I mean, with the with the interception rate, with the with the way he can hit, with the flexibility that you can throw him at, at the at the slot spot too. He's too valuable, man. He's he's way too valuable. Way my only, my only concern is, and it happens all the time. You know, Barrett ran down the numbers what an average player makes at each position. Somebody's going to be coming in out of the dark and offer money that you make you say, oh, "What?" Yeah, you know, and then the Eagles are going to have to count, try to counter. Yep. D gun. Yeah. It always they're, happens. D gun. Huh. They're not coming out of the dark. They're well, coming with flashlights on. And, and look, we want him now. They're not hiding anything. They're going to throw it out there, bro. And and he's going to have <coughs> a pick of where, just about wherever he wants to go. I mean, that's yeah, true. Who, who, I mean, what was the other? Uh, if you look at the safeties that are going to be on the market this year, I think the top two safeties are probably CJ GJ and the Bates from um, Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Those will probably be the top two safeties. Well, on the market here, here's the only reason why I say that as of right now. <clears throat> the Bears have almost 95 million in cap space. <laughs> <laughs> the Falcons have 57 million. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Raiders have 48 million. The Giants have 47 million. The Texans have 37 million. So let's see. If I'm CJ Gardner Johnson, I wouldn't mind playing in a D'Amico Ryan's defense. His pedigree sleeps speaks for itself. I wouldn't mind playing in a Wink Martindale defense. Yeah. I hear you. I hear At you. all. At uh, all. Let's like Gunner. Gunner, get a drink, man. If you got to pop off for a minute, pop off. Go ahead. There you go. Oh, hold all on. Right. Now see, here's the top, here's the top um free agent. Guys, uh, uh, Jesse Bates, yep, he's number one. Jordan Poyer's number two. Jimmy Ward, uh, Amy, Adrian Amos, uh, Devin McCourty. He's a couple he's of those guys one. are up there, man, right? Eric Rowe, man, yeah, they're all up there, yeah. All these guys are not up there. Bates or, or CJ GJ, but the, the others, right? 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 Yeah, so I mean, he's he's up, he's up there with these top guys. Mm-hmm. I say the top two are, are Bates and, and Poyer. Uh, I don't see Jimmy Ward as one of the top guys, you know what I'm saying, or Adrian Amos. I mean, that's your guy from Green Bay. You think he's one of the top safeties? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. No, over, over CJ, GJ? No, no, no. You said one of the tops. I didn't oh, say yeah, over yeah. him. Oh, okay. But when you say one of the tops, you need to put CJ in that financial category. 
That's oh, okay. what I'm saying. I'm not <laughs> yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, saying yeah. I would take Adrian. Like he's over a top CJ. five guy. Yeah, it's a top Absolutely. He's a top so, five guy. Yeah. So if I'm Adrian's representatives, I'm if I'm CJ's representatives, I'm saying exactly what you said. Here's what the top five safeties in the game right now are getting. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Mm -hmm. I just read you the numbers from over the cap of what the cap space looks like for four or five different teams. Okay. And two of those teams have well-respected defensive coordinators, Houston, Go to Houston. I'm playing in a dome. I'm playing in a warm weather city. Majority of my games will be played in controlled environments. Number one, I'm playing for one of the best defensive minds in the game at D'Amico Ryan's number two. Secondly, Wink Martindale. I know what he did in Baltimore. I know what he did with this Giants defense with lesser talent. I could go to New York and help them stabilize the back end of their defense for a lot more money than the Eagles are offering me right now. Yeah. I have yep. two viable now. The, now the problem is, the the from a management standpoint, the four or five names that you just mentioned, those teams will use those as bark. Oh, you don't want to you don't want to come here for what we're offering you. Oh, well, then we'll go out and get Adrian Amos, so we can go out and get so and so. Now you got to make a business decision, but the numbers are still going to be up there, maybe well, more than the Eagles can afford a budget for a safety. All right, this is what Chauncey Garner Johnson made last year. $826,000. That was his base salary. What about incentives yes. and stuff? Uh, he didn't have any incentives. This is rookie deal. Wait, he had no whoa, 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 whoa. He had no incentives on his deal. Let's see, teams. Let me go to teams. Um, they say me, he, they calculate his market value is $13.3 million a year. And rightfully so. That's his calculated. So his calculated value is five years, $66 million. <clears throat> That's the that's the that's the market value that he's garnering right now. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> is that ridiculous or what? Thirteen. Yeah. Wow. Where is he? Jesse Bates is only fourteen million dollars. Mm-hmm. He's looking at four years, fifty-six million dollars, fourteen mil a year. That's the project. These are all projections from um, spot spot track, spot yeah. track. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and, and they're 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 dead on with this stuff. And Dan yeah. Sills brings up an interesting point. You, know, you watch Indy, Arizona offer a lot for these Eagles free agents. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I'd have That's to, a I'd good see point. Where, see where both of those teams are cap wise. Let's that see. Would, Arizona right now. He's already wise. grabbed up Nick Rallis. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see who else they end up uh, you know, trying to pilfer here. Right now, Arizona has thirteen point seven million in cap space, which will be which will be a lot more once they delete some more salaries from yeah. that. So that quarterback's sitting there. That's what it is. See, that quarterback's yeah, sitting yeah. there. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Uh, all right. Let me hit you with a couple others. Then we'll do, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll save the offense for tomorrow. TJ Edwards. I, I think he's back because I think you get him at a reasonable price. Yes. I think so also. And, and um, when you look at it, he's a, uh, he's a Mike linebacker, you know, and they're, 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 they're not as valued as uh, the outside rush <clears throat> linebackers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Okay. And I the box linebackers. I'm trying to see where you know what the market value for those guys are. Let's see. Uh, in, uh, interior linebacker. Where are we here? Levante Davis, a free agent. Oh, his market value. Let me see what he is now. He's a proven starter. Play. He's a little older though, but his his market is, is nine point seven million. That's his projection. Uh, <clears throat> for the for to make a year. Uh, Devin Bush from the Steelers. All right, his market value now. Three million, so you know it, it varies in between those two. He'll be right in between those two as far as um, the amount of money he's going to be made. You got a guy like um, Tremont Edmonds from uh, from Buffalo. His market value is eleven million. Mm-hmm. He's looking to sign a four year deal for about forty four million dollars a year. I don't think you have to give Edwards that much anywhere. Okay, exactly, well, exactly. Let, well, let's let's look at it from this perspective. Now these. This is the total value of the top linebackers contracts in the NFL right now, as we know it. Okay. Now, obviously he's not Roquan Smith. His value is a hundred million. He ain't getting that kind of money. No. Shaquille Leonard's 98.5. Fred Warner, 95.2. CJ Mosley, 85. Um, dude from Jacksonville's 45. Deion Jones, 57 from Cleveland. <clears throat> Shaq Thompson, 54 from the Panthers. Yep. Uh Jerome Baker, seven uh thirty seven five. Levante David right now's total deals was twenty five million. He's thirty three years old. So where does where does uh TG Edwards fits in? Is he is he better than Miles Jack of the Steelers? Right around the same guy. Okay, that, that contract's now that's only sixteen million. He's twenty eight years old. Okay. Now I'm sure this is he's an unrestricted free agent in two thousand twenty four. Uh, what about Isaiah Simmons of the Cardinals? He has twenty million left on his deal. Yeah. I mean, so 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 where where does TJ fall in? I think it is based on what is a coordinator looking for in an inside linebacker. Absolutely, absolutely. What what, what absolutely. traits is he looking for? And TJ provides a lot of positives over his negatives. Sure he does. Okay. Uh, all right, let's go Kaiser White, uh, who came over on a one year at cheapy. What was he made? I think he made five this year. Yep. Uh, yeah, something crazy like that. With the Chargers, and the Chargers were bemoaning him leaving. They didn't want him to leave, but he just cost too much. Um, you know, I does he make I, more than TJ Edwards? That's that's what we got to think about. I don't think he's back. I, I, I don't either. You know, and he's a little undersized, <clears throat> worn down a little bit as the season went on. We I already had that same guy in the building. Yeah, with, with the Kobe with Dean. The Kobe. Yeah. Yeah, but you look at a lot of the weak side backers. They're smaller backers who can that can run and can cover, and Kaiser White fits that bill, which may, which increases his value. See, even though he played inconsistent, the best thing that happened for these Eagles free agents they played for a defense that racked up these incredible numbers, and they, and their, their their representatives are going to use that in terms of leverage when they start shopping their players. Around. And I don't blame them one bit. Yeah. It's exactly what you do. Now, whether we think, because we talked about it, Kazir disappeared a number of times uh, in games, but the bottom line is 
Chargers didn't want him to leave. He's uh, considered a very good weak side linebacker. Um, and he can run. I mean, look how he chased down Patrick Mahomes. And Mahomes broke off that 26-yard run to put him in a game-winning field goal position. You know, there are many linebackers that can run like that. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. there's a value for that. What's that value? That will be determined by a team desperate enough. I can see like I can see a team like Atlanta overspending for Kazir White. You know, teams like that, teams that you don't think are playoff teams, but those teams feel if we get one or two players at strategic positions, it'll make us that much better. Somebody always overpays for somebody. We know that's going to happen. Are the Eagles going to buckle and match? It can't. Financially, they can't. As great as this past season was, now you're in salary cap, the salary cap doldrums because you got to pay your quarterback. Yeah. And everybody else left to get what's left over. Plain and simple. I hear you. Uh, I, I want to touch on this. Now, let's do it when we come back. Um, so part of the – and we'll, we'll, we'll pick up, believe me, we're not done with the stay-go thing. We'll, we'll continue the defense when we come back. But the other interesting nugget from the all the Peter King stuff is um, that the Eagles offered, apparently, according to Jonathan Gannon, they offered him more money, a new contract, more money than NFL head coaches are being paid to stay. <clears throat> For as much as people aren't fans of his, the organization clearly is. So we'll talk about that when we come back. He's Derek. He's Barrett. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you right now about Flynn Tree Services. Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. They are experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and Northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Now, keep in mind, we're in that time of year right now where the weather can be, you know, sketchy at times, sometimes nice. It's a good time to have your trees evaluated before the real heavy stuff hits. You don't want to have any of those kind of issues with branches or trees coming down. You go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-850. 2848 610-850-2848 or online at flynn tree services.com that's fans were cut from a different cloth born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life we believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible 
While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one, and we will be heard. Pondly Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Hi, everybody. My name's Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. My name is uh, Fran Soleno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Stake Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Thanks for hanging with us on this President's Day, everybody. All right, uh, guys. So the the other nugget in Peter King's column today, Football uh, Morning in America, was that uh, the Eagles offered Jonathan Gannon, uh, according to Gannon, head coach money uh, to stay and ripping up his contract. Uh, you know, if that's correct, and he's getting more as a as a coordinator than some head coaches are getting out there. You know, I, I look, I don't blame the guy one bit for taking the head coaching job. There's only so many of them. And you're confident enough in yourself that you think you get it turned around despite some of the challenges that he's going to face in Arizona. He's going to face a lot of them. But damn, you know, that that's a that's a pretty bold statement if the Eagles were willing to go that high just to keep him around. Derek's face. I don't know. Derek's face tells me something's going on here. Right. I don't know if that's necessarily true, man. Okay. Now, I I, yeah, it could be a little hyperbole from from Gannon, but he said it according to Peter King. So, what do you, what are we thinking here? There's no way under the sun. I believe Howie Roseman asked that dude uh, to stay here for head coaching money as a coordinator. That there's no way. That would be a setback to what Howie has accomplished over the last couple of years. I don't care how good those numbers looked on paper. Did you watch games? There's no way I'm bringing Jonathan Gannon back here for anything close to that kind of money. Thank you, Jonathan, for saying no and moving on to Arizona. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I, I just, Barry, I don't know, man. Like I'm, I'm with you guys. I, there's a little cynicism for me that he would, and I don't know what the semantics are. Is he talking about what some interim coach was 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 getting paid to take over and just get through the rest of the year last year or? Right, right. You know, are we talking big boy Belichick money? I, yeah, I don't know what we're talking about here, but clearly, I, I don't know. It seems like there was some serious value there uh, that they felt like the guy, as much as everybody dumps on him. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, head coach money, what, three, 
three point five, you give yeah, a coordinator. Yeah, depends. Who, yeah, depends where you're where you're shopping. Yeah, it depends on who it is. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, that's that's you know most coordinators rate right around about a million. No, no, yeah, but he's saying as much as a, D, a head coach. That's what I'm saying. So, I, yeah. am, am I believing that? I, I can't say that I'm believing that. I, I can't say it. Yeah. I need to get an answer. So I just put the question out there. I, I've got to get an answer to this. I, I can't believe for a minute that they offer that kind of money to Gannon. When in the history of the Philadelphia Eagles have they offered any coach close to a head coaching money? I've well, right now, um, O line coach is making some pretty good money. A good, a, a good O line coach is making three, three and a half million. Yes. Which no, is no, no. I'm what are they making now? 1.5, something like that. No, I mean, you know, a I'm great, much- a great, a great offensive line coach is probably making like a million, million and a half. I mean, no, probably around a million. Most coaches make under a million dollars a year. Most of them do. All the, I mean, most all the coaches like that, they make right around anywhere from 750, depending on who you are, up to like 1.2, 1.3, if I'm not mistaken. You know what I'm saying? They're not making that money like, you know, $3 million some dollars. No, uh-uh. That's head coach money, bro. That's here. definitely head coach money. And when you look at it, it's crazy because you look at college coaches are actually making more than NFL coaches now. Mm-hmm. Depending like, on the program, yeah. Right, right. Like right now, my, um, Alabama's head coach is making twice more than Gannon. I mean, um, twice more than um, than Nick Sirianni. Twice. Twice more. Yeah, what's he making, 11? Or is it more than that now? Almost 12. No, it's, it's 12 now because he uh, there was a, another coach got a, a raise and was making more than him. And he's right. got in his contract, he's going to be the highest coach, paid coach mm-hmm. in college football. Yeah, it makes He has sense. to be makes sense um all right well look you let, let us know what you what you hear derek uh, on that one that'll be interesting to see where that falls uh let's pick it back up here with stay or go um javon hargrave javon hargrave who was in double digit sacks this past year from the the interior defensive line was a guy who you know i think maybe his career started a little bit slowly when once the eagles signed him from pittsburgh but certainly over the last year or so has picked it up in a massive way and was a huge contributor to this team. He is 30. Um, Barrett, what do you think? I, I think Hargrave's back. I think Hargrave and CJGJ are the two that are, that are coming back. Uh, that are, that are, I don't, I don't know, man. It's, 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 to me, to me, it's, it's tough to say Hargrave is going to be back because the alignment are getting paid, man, paid, paid. And we're talking about upwards of about 15 to $16 million. Um, Probably more than that. He signed a three-year, thirty million dollar deal three years ago. Mm-hmm. He's got to go only go up from here, especially with uh, the, the 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 numbers that he put up. So great numbers. Uh, the only thing he's he's three years older, but yeah, I hear you. Yeah, you know. So uh, yeah, you're right, man. They're gonna want to sign him back, but can they sign him back for over sixteen, mm. seventeen million dollars a year? Yeah, I don't see that. I don't see that. Yeah. But, uh, is there that market to, to pay him that much, you think, out there? It, it, it will be. It will be because he's versatile enough. He plays both defense. He can play a four-down defense and a three-down uh, 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 three defense, you know, a two-gap defense versus one-gap defense. He's played both of them. He's played both of them at a high level. So, I mean, he wrecked havoc <clears throat> this entire year, man. He wreaked havoc. Yeah. Um, sacks don't necessarily mean production, and he was – he was producing for the major part of the year. He was the best down lineman we had. 
Does he deserve it? Yes, he does. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, what do you think, Derek? <sighs> That's a tough one for me. That's a tough one because there are teams that love to pay D linemen big money, especially when you've had the type of year he's had. Uh, he's a priority, absolutely. Um, but I don't know if the Eagles, I don't know if the Eagles are willing to go beyond it, what they've already allotted on, on the books right now going forward for a D tackle. When you when you're talking about linebacker, safety, cornerback, that's a lot of money to invest in a D tackle. Yeah. Now, if you can get them to come back here on a one year deal, mm, I don't one see him year. coming well, back why here on a one year deal. Why would he take one year? I don't know. I, I'm just saying, but I don't see it happening. Yeah. I don't know. I'm on the fence with that one. Hargrave coming back, uh, it depends okay. on what day of the week it is. I, I go back and forth with, with that one. I think they'll figure out a way to get him back and see JGJ. Uh, Marcus Epps. Barrett, I know you like him a lot. Yes, I do. Um, I think they will sign him back, especially since the safety position is not one of the big name positions that really get paid paid these days. Um, will he give a con will they give him a contract that's um below market value? Yes. Will he accept it? I think he will. Just because he's cut himself into he's cut himself into being um, a starter here, you know. What I'm saying he cut himself into being a really good player here, so I can see him staying here because of that. Homegrown, yeah. Like he, he, he feels like he comes back on a cheap deal. I, I don't think he's that. I don't think he's that coveted on the open market. So I think he's going to come back. The Eagles exactly. like what he brings to the table, and I think he does. I think he returns for for relatively cheap number. Uh, wow. Let's see, Houston, Atlanta. Chicago, Detroit are all teams where Marcus Depps could go and make a decent coin. Those are teams sending out the SOS for all types of talent. And where do you start? The team with the best numbers across the board in the NFL. And Marcus Epps had a pretty good year this year. Um, he would be one of those guys you could go back and forth with. He might, he might want to stay here because he's familiar here, although there's the uncertainty of who's who's taking over this defense and how do I fit in. Whew, that's, that's, that is another tough one. I, I don't I don't know. I, I'm not as sure. If, if, you, if I had to break it down in percentage, I'd say I'm 60, 65% sure he will be back. But there's a lot of desperate, desperate teams that need to shore up the back end of the defenses, and he would provide a bit of stability. Uh, I never thought Jalen Mills would would get the kind of money he got from the Patriots. I mean, it wasn't a whole lot, but it was still more than what I thought the Patriots were willing to pay him. And Eagles let him walk, and they liked Jalen Mills. Right. Yep, you know. So, uh, I don't know. That, that, that's a tough one. Okay. All right. Um, a, lot of, a lot of the stream thinks that um, they think that Epps is not a. They say a he's true trash and all. They say yeah. he's a bum and all. I I don't know. It depends who's coaching them. Right, right, right. Let's go with a couple of the older guys, Sue and Joseph, who they brought in, you know, jeez, uh, midway through. Not a training camp. Yeah. Not, not a training camp. Not. Uh, um, it'll be later on. It'll be during the season. Yeah. If they have a problem starting to run, they'll keep them in their Rolodex. I don't see them signing those guys to uh, – mm. they're, they're ring chasing right now. Well, I know, I know Sue is. I thought I doubt Sue comes back again. 
I think Sue's just going to be stay retired this time because he felt this was his best opportunity to get a ring. He didn't get it. Mm-hmm. So he might just say, man, forget it. I, I'm not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. I just can't doing that. Yeah, Joseph, maybe a little bit more realistic, but certainly not there. He's a break glass in case of emergency guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a great, that's a great, great analogy, what you said. Okay. I, I think that's fair. It's kind of the way this year played out. And then, look, if somebody else on the open market – Wants to pay him, he gets paid. He goes elsewhere. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, we, and we talked about Brandon Graham a lot. Let's just quickly hit it. Um, I think we're all in agreement that he's he wants to be here, which means he, the, could he get every last dime somewhere else maybe? But ultimately, does he want to do that at this juncture in his career? Because he's also – think about this too, guys. He's really building a brand for himself off the field also. You know, in the media, with other stuff that he does. And there, I know the – Money isn't comparable of what he's getting from that, but he's looking at it long term of what he's going to be able to do. We've seen guys do that before in, in the city. Barrett, certainly you, uh, you're a guy who's, you know, gone down that road also. But I think that also plays into it too. Like he, he goes somewhere else, and it's like he's not as popular in town. He's maybe not appearing on all the shows like he would here, and all those kind of things. So I think Brandon Graham's back, and I think he's back at a pretty reasonable rate for the production he gave him last year. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, because you know, you're talking about a guy that has, you know, he's he's a town favorite. You know what I'm saying? He'll be in our industry when it's all over with. And why leave this type of why leave this place when he can still be making money? It's not like he's hurting for money. He loves money. He loves the money he's making right now. But I really believe he'll give him a discount just to stay here. He's familiar with here, his family's here. He understands what it is to be a Philadelphia Eagle. Why not stay here and and, and, and retire in the team that drafted him? That I mean that that'd be a story beginning for him. That'd be pretty yeah. good. How about you, Darren? Ike Reese left here. Hugh Douglas left here. They're all back. They're yep. back here now. Okay. Um, Good point. This is a city. If they embrace you as a player, you can go away and come back. You know, um, Brandon Graham's legacy is etched in stone because of one play his entire career. That, that strip sack he made in, in Super Bowl 52 on Tom Brady to help the Eagles get over the hump. If Brandon, Graham, if Brandon Graham left here for two years and decided to come back, they will still roll off the red carpet for him. And I'm turn, and, and I'm talking about in terms of job opportunities in the media. Brandon Graham can do what he wants to do, but Brandon Graham doesn't want to go somewhere else and play on a one-year deal to finish out his career mm-hmm. in an environment that that is not conducive to his lifestyle, uh, may not have the same culture he's had here in Philadelphia for years. Uh, anytime a player openly tells you, I'll take a family discount, that bodes well for him in terms of trying to stay. It's a rarity, number one, for a defensive lineman to be with the same organization for as long as he had, first and foremost. A player, period. Yeah, unless you're a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. You know, And even the greats like Joe Montana, Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, they all finished their career somewhere else. Yep. See? So um, he gives his organization um, – um, what they love is a player, a locker room guy, and a community guy. He covers all the check 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 marks mm-hmm. for what they want. Yep. And because they know he won't complain about playing time, he's a perfect fit for this team. He could have gone years ago uh, to the Giants for more money, and he signed for less money to stay here. It was a three- or four-year deal. So that tells me even back then it wasn't about the money. It was about his comfort level. So I would say they're, they're going to find a way to bring Brandon Graham back. Brandon Graham won't be a financial priority to them. Now, even even if they sign him 
before they sign some of these other players we're talking about yep. because the negotiations are much lengthier with a CJ or somebody like that. He is not a financial concern to them. He will have like a low-tier veteran contract with incentives thrown in there. So I was, I'll say right now he'll be back this year. All right. I'll throw this one at you, but I, I – I only do it at it's just because he is legitimately a free agent, but I think we're all in agreement. Uh, Robert Quinn. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to get a response out of me either, bro. The only hey, here's the only question. I, yeah. I think we're all in agreement. Yeah, he's out. But how do you go from 18 and a half sacks to, to this? What, what, what happened? What did I tell you? I know, but that extreme, it, it couldn't have gone to six, <laughs> five. <laughs> You can at least kiss us. Yeah, come on. kiss us. Oh, man. I told you guys when they made the trade. Yeah, I got you. Oh, the, my God. Robert Quinn was – the Bears felt that they fleeced the Eagles in that one. They did. And it's 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 rare that Howie loses like that. That one yep. was – that's an L. Gotcha. Yeah, he got – they got they, – the Bears got him that time. Robert yeah, Quinn – the only reason Robert Quinn comes back here is because he forgot something in his locker. That's it. <laughs> oh, did I leave that? Oh, let me, yeah. let me that's it. the only reason he's coming back here oh, in terms God. of playing for this team. Yeah, not gonna do it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we'll, we'll, I agree. We'll send it to you. Don't worry about it. We'll yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah. We'll FedEx it. Um, all right, so we'll come back. Uh, NFL talk, guys. We'll we'll dig in on uh, a lot of a lot of movement with coordinators, uh, some other guys interviewing of, of note. You know, bigger names and whatnot. So we'll dive into that. We're also going to revisit our top five quarterbacks in the NFL. Top five. We haven't done a uh, a power ranking in a minute. So we'll uh, we'll circle back to the quarterbacks uh, when we return. So don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis hanging with you on this President's Monday. Let's talk about Razor Technology and Data Estate. Data is everywhere in business today, but when it's locked away in silos, it can't be efficiently used and businesses don't have time to wait for the insights that shape decision-making. Razor Technologies Data Management not only integrates data from wherever it's generated or collected, but provides a uniform structure for storing, interpreting, and distributing it to decision-makers. Razor helps businesses transform and model their data, use it to populate real-time dashboards, and create shareable reports that highlight key areas of progress as well as warning signs in need of attention. Smart data analytics and the tools that make data insights easily digestible help businesses of all sizes and types discover where they could be untapping significant savings. Razor technology can help you break down your silos and fully realize the value of your data to drive growth for your business. To learn more, contact Razor Technology today at 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or online at Razor tech.com that's razor tech.com
Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to Ocean. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi, I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing, the second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. My name is uh, Fran Solano. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Hour number three of the program. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Sports Take on this uh, President's Day. Hope you, if you're off, hope you're relaxing, enjoying uh, the day uh, and uh, taking it all in. We have really good weather in the area that uh, that we uh, we live right now. At least we'll see. I've heard some seventy three degrees coming up, man. Yeah, I heard some reports we may get snow not this week but next week. Who knows? What? Uh, what? I'm just saying what I heard. I don't. Know I actually heard on Saturday. Yeah. On Friday, either Friday or Saturday, we might get snow. Uh, oh, but then it'll be back up. It, it'll be 70, and then two days later, it's going to be snowing. And then a day after that, uh, two days after that, it'll be like 60 degrees. I don't know what's going on. That's what it's been. It's been like these wild swings. Like Friday, it was rainy. But during the day here, it was pretty unseasonably warm. And then by the nighttime, it was cold and windy. If anybody was out, but it's just kind of where it's been. It's been a roller coaster. Why are you guys playing with me like that, man? Why are you guys? Do- I'm looking at I'm looking at the two, four, six, eight, ten day forecast for my area. Uh, forty three, well, sixty today, fifty eight tomorrow, forty three Wednesday. See, that's why people are getting sick, man. All these weather changes. Seventy four on Thursday, sixty on Friday, thirty eight and cloudy on Saturday. Sunday, 51. Next Monday, 40. Next Tuesday, 47. Next Wednesday, 48. There's no snow in this particular forecast. Y'all trying to play Jedi mind tricks with me, aren't you? That's I like what, to keep you. you doing. I need you on your toes. You, you almost got me. Both. I can, you, you both got me. You almost got me there. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Let's talk some NFL here. It's official. Eric Bieniemy is the offensive coordinator 
in Washington. You know, we were talking about this a little bit in the in the pre-show. I think it was actually right before you jumped on, Derek. And I'm trying to come to grips with this. Like, you know, either this is just the obvious old boy network and, you know, some of the issues that we talked about with the NFL, with diversity and whatnot, or, or he's got to be the worst interview ever. I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what to make of this. You know, I'm leaning more towards mm. his old boys network, but how does this guy of anybody not get a chance with the success that they've had? That's, it's, actually, it's, it's actually so disrespectful in the aspect that what is he doing that would outshine any team giving him an opportunity to come in and coach their team when he has the track record and results mm-hmm. of greatness? And the thing is, the one of the counters that people say is, "Well, he's working under Andy Reid, and he's got Mahomes." That that didn't hurt other guys. No, it didn't. you know that you it know, didn't it, hurt Nagy. Guys with Lester, it didn't hurt Adam Gase, Nagy, Cliff Kingsbury. None of those guys it didn't hurt them. How about Doug Peterson? Doug Peterson didn't hurt him, did it? Oh, and look at this though. What pisses me off is it's not just from, all right, he's off court coordinator there. You know, he just has Andy there. But look about when he was a running back coach. Go back to Minnesota. He had 2,000-yard seasons under his belt. Yep. He had a- uh, AP. Come on, man. He's had guys that he's put, you know what I'm saying, on, on, on a top level. It's not like he's had slouches. He's made slouches. He, is, he has done a lot of good where he's been, bro. Everywhere yeah. he's been. Yeah. He's done a lot of good. And I know he oh, had some, some run-ins when he was younger and all that. But, like, again, we've seen guys with worse stuff. Yes. Yeah. You know, you know, Vance yeah. Joseph has had some stuff in his background. I started digging into him a little bit today, and it hasn't seemed to. They stop. played together in Colorado. They played yeah. together. Yeah. Now, so, as much, much as I like a D'Amico Ryan's, he was only a coordinator for two seasons. He got a head coaching job. Yeah. Okay. Same thing with our coordinators. Neither one of our coordinators. Well, no, I'll, I'll take that back. Steichen was a uh, offensive coordinator. Was it in San Fran, uh, San Diego? San Diego. Yep. But I mean, Gannon wasn't a coordinator. Gannon was a DB's coach. Yep. What about John Harbaugh? Special teams to DB's to head coach? Really? Well, I mean, why, I, I don't. I, this is one of the greatest mysteries ever. Now, and, kudos, kudos to Andy because Andy didn't have to let him go. He didn't. He, he could have roadblocked him. You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, Washington had to, to attach assistant head coach, which is considered a move up from just being a coordinator. I get it. Uh, so, kudos to Andy for allowing him to move on, but. This is one of the biggest mysteries I've ever seen in terms of why a guy continuously gets overpassed for a head coaching job. Yeah. Now, the offshoot is he's in D.C. uh, And, you know, from an Eagles perspective, you got a really good coordinator, really sharp guy there now. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. You know, with weapons, if they could figure out a quarterback because they have good, really good receivers. Yeah. They have good running back, you know, pretty good good tight tight end. end. Yeah. So there, he he's set up to succeed, but he does, and this goes for anybody. You need a quarterback, man. It's all well and good. You can, you can scheme up the best plays ever if you don't have a guy to execute it. It doesn't matter. So, well, you know, we'll see what happens there. The thought is that Nagy, who returned there after he got canned in Chicago, uh, would get the offensive. He'd be elevated to offensive coordinator. Is what the thought is, which makes sense. I mean, he's, he's already in house there in Kansas City. Well, he's Nate, tight with the homes. They have a great relationship. Yeah. Well, yeah. But you know, I'm just like, and I and I don't know Eric Bieniemy. I've never met him before. It's just that it's like gut wrenching that we we keep talking about this 
with the success that team has had in the last five years. I texted him. I texted him two days ago to congratulate him, and he texted me back. You know, hey man, appreciate it. You know, yada yada yada. And um, I didn't ask him, but rest assured, I'm going to ask him to see what's really going on. You know what I mean? I'm definitely going to do that. Okay. Yeah, I would love to hear if there's something we're missing here. Right, right, what, right. What the heck's happening? Because think about it. As an assistant, it makes zero sense that you you would go from an incredible setup with a Super Bowl champion team, a great head coach, stability, great GM, a future potential GOAT quarterback, a tight end, maybe a GOAT tight end. It doesn't get much better. But you got to go leave and essentially do the same thing at another job. And I know they gave him a title yeah. and probably yeah. bumped the salary. I get it. But still. Something's wrong there somewhere. When you walk into the wealth of talent that he has at his disposal right now, minus the quarterback, Terry McLaurin, J.D. McKissick, you know, Johan Dotson, Curtis Samuels, Antonio Gibson, Logan Thomas, and you're taking over an offense that was 22nd in offense and 26th in points scored, there's nowhere to go but up. But you are in a trick bag because you don't know who your quarterback is. I cannot believe as we sit here that they're going to stay committed to this young, untested quarterback when you have the weapons to to blow up right now. And now that you have one of these so-called – it's funny, he's identified as one of the best offensive minds in the game, but yet he has to take small increments of, of increases in his career compared to others. If, if, he, if, he, if Washington's offense is a top-10 offense this year – he will be one and done in DC. You cannot overlook him anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't right know what else? Yeah, yeah. what else? There's you, nothing you else you can do. Right. If you take the 22nd offense and 26th in points and put them in the top 10 in offense and the top 10 or 12 in points scored, yeah, there's nobody that can deny you a head coaching job after this. Yeah, nope. I, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I'm in agreement. It'll be it'll be laughable then. You know. What yes. Um. All right. So a couple other things, and I I I say I hope 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 he gets this job so I don't have to watch him on TV anymore. Rex Ryan uh, interviewing with the Broncos. Uh, please, let's make this happen. Sean Payton, whatever I got to do, I'll, I'll make it happen. I can't stand him on TV. I can't stand him, period. I, 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 there is nothing. He revolts me, Rex Ryan. Okay, He revolts me? He does. Wow. Yeah, I can't. He's brutal. I won't watch him. He, wow. he, he turns me off so badly from ESPN, any of their – and I love their, their cast of characters anyway, but he is the ultimate turnoff. So, anyway, he hasn't – been a coordinator or a coach in a while. He's been in the media for a long time now. But Sean Payton interviewing Rex Ryan. Uh, you know what? He, he like him a lot. You hate him as a head coach, but you got to respect what he does as a defensive coordinator. Mm. I mean, his defenses, even when he was a head coach, were tops, man. You know, that's this that mean that I played against that Jets defense and they were some they were some dogs, man. He gets that he gives them that mentality. I don't know what he has. Or what he's been doing as far as you know why he's out of the league, but I knew that he he could call a defense. So uh I know I know Andy would hate it. <laughs> I'd rest assured that Andy would hate it and a lot mm. of other coaches would hate it if he came back into the league. But it's a thing, he, you know what you're getting because yeah. he's not gonna be some quiet coordinator. No, I mean you know, Sean Payton just just know what it is. Um to have to have both Sean Payton and Rex Ryan as your coordinators um, on the same team with the wealth of talent they have on offense is ten times better than the combination of Dayball and Martindale, who had no comp, no talent basically on their team. I shouldn't say no talent, but marginal talent. You walk into a goldmine of talent 
with yeah. that on both sides of the football no, for that matter. Especially Denver. defensively. They yeah. they're they're loaded. You know, and and man, that would that would be that would serve notice more so than any player they could bring in there. Mm-hmm. Sean Payton and Rex Ryan. Uh, to go along with what they have, because uh, we agree, we, we believe that Sean Payton can turn Russell Wilson around. And you, if you have a guy with a pedigree of, of Rex Ryan coaching your defense, it's not a bad way to go. Not a bad way at all to go. Well, we'll see what happens there uh, with Rex and the uh, and Vance Joseph is also a candidate, even though that's kind of a strange situation. Uh, but he is still a, a candidate as well for that gig. In How does he keep getting all these interviews? How's that possible? He does get a lot. Yeah, you're right. He does get a lot. Um, that's for sure. Uh, Vance, Vance Joseph. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Jones has switched agents. We touched on this earlier. He went from CAA to Athletes First. And the reports are he wants in the neighborhood of about $35 million now, uh, 35 to $45 million. The uh, The franchise tag Barrett talked about it earlier is like 32 for quarterbacks. He wants 45 to be clear. Uh, March 7th is a deadline to use that franchise tag. I, you know, if I'm New York, I'm, I probably am tagging him. Yes. I don't want to give him long-term. Nope. I get through another year. And if he shows me again, that he's gotten better, 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 better. Okay. Then maybe, but you don't sorry, want to hook your wagon to him though. I'm not there yet. You wouldn't give wagon to him. No, 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 I wouldn't. You think they maximize you know, everything from him this last I give him a lot of credit in that he didn't he other than Saquon, he did not have great weapons. So I'm not taking anything like that away from him. But yes. I need to see him this year. I think it's a smart idea. Give him a couple receivers. Yep. And let's yep. see if he can look like the the upper tier guys. If that's the case, okay. You know, we, we can we can figure that out down the line. I don't know what New York's gonna do. They have to get they have to take care of him and Saquon Barkley. Uh, I, I haven't really dug into what the other side of the ball looks like for them. Mm. And they got to get some weapons. So they better have some cat money. No question about it. Um, man, I can't wait to see what transpires this free, this free agency. I think more so than anything uh, in the last several years, because there are so many teams in gray areas. Money is going to be flowing like it always does mm-hmm. that first three to five days in free agency. There's going to be a feeding frenzy on potential players moving and going and coming in this league. And unfortunately, that entails a lot of Eagles players. Yep. Um, but we're going, to see, we're going to see a whole lot of wild factors. I mean, go back to Christian Kirk. Nobody ever thought Christian Kirk deserved $72 million, But in the latter part of the season, he proved he was worth every dollar that they spent on him. You know, And I can see that happening. A lot of players are going to get overpaid. They're going to have to sink or swim to justify those teams paying them that kind of money. Yeah. yeah. Can't wait, I can't wait to see it. Uh, the Panthers have hired uh, Thomas Brown as their offensive coordinator. He was previously under Sean McVay, working with tight ends and associate head coach. He, he is a an up-and-comer uh, who has uh, gotten a lot of praise around the league. A lot of people liked him. Uh, you know, By all accounts, we'll see what ends up happening. Again, they don't have a quarterback either. But no. everybody – universally is talking about the staff that Reich's hired. Oh, my goodness. Like It's a pretty loaded bunch. Jim Caldwell, Deuce Staley, Josh McCown, and they hired D'Angelo Hall as a defensive assistant. Yep. And now there's Thomas Brown, dude. I mean, wow. Um, hope it, Here's a team. It has, it has the pieces. 
Yeah. You just need to be put in the right direction. Starts with a quarterback, you know. Um, who knows? Did Raheem Morris leave? Um, the Rams. That, yeah, that coaching exodus. I believe he's still there. Let me see. I think he's still there. Oh yeah, he's, there. he's still he's there. on the roster. Yeah, he's still there. They yeah, he, 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 yeah, he stayed. There. Yeah, he stayed. Um, yeah, he's another one to keep your eye on, though. Right, you right. Know, at some point. Wow. So yeah. He is, yeah, he's the Rams defensive coordinator presently. He was uh he was the defensive coordinator interim coach with the Falcons the year before, but he's still with he, 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 this is his two years he's been with the Rams now as a defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. So he's still there. Um Joe Woods has been hired as the Saints offensive coordinator. He'll go down there with uh with Dennis Allen. So they bring him in. Mm-hmm. Familiar refrain. They don't have a quarterback either. Uh but I don't know what I don't know what they end up doing um, in New Orleans. I think they're good. They they would probably be in play for one of these veterans. You would think. Well, I believe they still have um, um, what's his name, uh, Jameis Winston for one more year. Yeah, they do that. They have James. both of them. Both of them. Are, Andy uh, Dalton also. Yeah, Andy Dalton and and uh, oh, wow. they're still there. They're still there. But the thing is, I don't like even when Jameis Winston was back and healthy, they didn't start him. Right, right. It right. seems like they've soured on him. Uh, he, I think he soured on himself. He just, you know, you you got to make that, you got to make that jump, man. You, and and I, I've I've been there before, man. You know what I'm saying? That just need one little thing to keep yourself from keep you from getting into the lineup, and and it's hard to get up off that bench, man. So you know he's he's got he's got to do he had to do more, and he didn't do enough. Yeah, he you know. He just didn't do enough. Yeah. Yep. No question about it. Um, all right. Uh, other than that, you know, it's again, it's been a lot of sort of quarterback moves. This one's interesting. The, the Chargers defensive coordinator uh, has made the jump over to join Vic Fangio. Um, Ronaldo Hill is leaving the Chargers to reunite with Vic Fangio and become the, the defensive pass game coordinator. So you go from defensive mm. coordinator with the Chargers the defensive pass game coordinator? Well, it tells me that, that Brandon Staley uh, wasn't too adamant about keeping him. Yeah, Brandon, they, were, they were sort of like, hey, if you're familiar, there's the door, it seems like, you know. Yeah, that you know, hey, good luck to you. Enjoy the, enjoy the East Coast, <laughs> you know. Uh, but, yeah. Um, they they I, promoted Derek Ainsley to the defensive coordinator spot. And, and Gunner, this name might sound familiar. Huh. Tommy Donatel is going to be the secondary coach. Ed Donatel's son. It's got to oh, be right. Is it, could there possibly just be another Donatel? Oh my god! No, no, it's got to be. No, I knew you would enjoy that. Yeah. Wow. You know, yeah. Good luck, Brandon. Uh-huh. You know, I hope he, hope he doesn't. Uh, hope he doesn't subscribe to his dad's theory of playing deep defensive back in the NFL. If so, his coaching career is going to be on borrowed time. Yeah. <laughs> that now. Jeez. Uh, oh, all right. Let's. Uh, we haven't done power rankings in a while. We generally did them during the regular season, and there were so much other, so many other things to dive into with the postseason that we didn't do it. But yeah, think about this today. Let, let's do one again. Let's do quarterbacks here and see how much it's changed maybe from where we were during the regular season to where it is now that we have a full season under our belt, including the postseason. Uh, all right, so I, this is regardless of conference. Okay, yep, this is NFC, yep. AFC. I'll go first. I still have Aaron Rodgers at five. I, I, 
don't know what it's going to look like with him going forward, where he's going to be, how much he's going to care. Only the peyote knows. I uh, only only the edibles. The the what was it? What kind the of fruit, the Barry Brooks edibles. edibles? Yeah, would you have bear fruity pebbles? Yeah, yeah it's fruity pebbles. Yeah, and his, he's in his darkness retreat. We don't who knows, but he could to me a change of scene could do him real good and rejuvenate him a little bit. So I'm going to still keep him in my top five. All right, I know it sounds crazy, but whatever. Uh, number four, I have Josh Allen. He took a bit of a step back for me because. He turned the ball over in the red zone too much. He forced a little bit too much. I, I could see him bouncing back very easily because I think he's insanely talented mm-hmm. and he's got good weapons with him. So this is a maybe a, a temporary step back to what could be a step forward uh, next year. Number three, I have Jalen Hurts. I have Jalen Hurts at number three now. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's gone that far for me. The Super Bowl cemented that the, 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 the spot wasn't too big for him. It just justified what we saw in the regular season when he was healthy, having those couple weeks to heal up that shoulder. I think helped him. He made every throw he had to make. He made one mistake. That's that kind of stuff happens. Unfortunately, he also was good with his legs leader. uh, Again, not afraid. Joe Burrow is my number two. Uh, I Mm -hmm. I love everything about the guy. I think he's clutch. I think he's a stud. I think he's still doing it. They're still doing him a little bit of an injustice with that offensive line. Some of it you can't help. It's injuries. But I, I think this guy is is the real deal. And lastly, it's Mahomes. I don't really think there's much question. So I go Mahomes, Burrow, Hurts, Allen, Rodgers. Mm, I, I think I got – mine's a little more mixed up. Okay. Uh, my number five, and let me, let me preface this by saying, um, your boy is out. He's out. He's out of my top five. Your boy – he just to me, I, I can't, I can't take. At this point, Green Bay, Green Bay should have been a lot better, even with what they had. I think they still should have been a lot better. You know, with a Rod, they should have been a lot better. And I don't think he played. I thought he was disinterested this year for the first half of the season, so I can't put him on the list because he was disinterested. All right. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna put Justin Herbert's not on my list either. But I'm uh, Justin. I think. Trevor Lawrence, that's my number five. He jumped over Justin Hebert for to me. They finally figured out a way to use him as more than just a drop back quarterback. He's using his legs. He's using his intangibles. He has become a, a top five quarterback in the league hmm. with 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 Doug. Number four, I'm gonna put Joe Burrow. I put Joe Burrow's number four. I think he's just one dimensional, and that's why. And that one dimension is great. You know what I'm saying? He's he's great at that. But he just has so many great weapons around him that it's just easy for him to go out there and play. Number three, I'll put Jalen Hurts. I think he's transcended and, and, and made that. He made being a dual-threat quarterback, a guy that can throw the ball just as good as he can run the ball, a vogue type of concept now for, for when you're looking for quarterbacks in the draft now. Number two, I still got to go with Josh Allen's size. Um, his arm, to me, he's still the top two quarterback. And then number one is Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Hard to argue. So run through it real quick, one through five again. All right. Patrick Mahomes, Josh yep. Allen, yep. Jalen Hurts, okay. Joe Burrows, and Trevor Lawrence. 
Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Yeah, I, I, we're we're not too far off on a lot of those. Um, I, yeah, I think I think. By the way, Lawrence is just an up and comer. He's a riser, you know, yeah. for sure. Um, all right, good list, Barrett. How about you, Derek? Um, my number two and three, I went back and forth with time and time again since uh, before the show started. Uh, but number five is definitely for me, Trevor Lawrence. I think. Uh, oh, he made uh, the list. Okay. Doug, Doug Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson has done wonders with that young man in one year. Yeah. Uh, he's now starting to play like he did at Clemson, and he even showed even in a losing effort against uh, Kansas City in the playoffs. You know, Trevor Lawrence is a much better quarterback in 2022 than he was in 21. Mechanics, footwork, work. Uh, Doug Peterson identified how to utilize his overall athleticism. Hey, you got to run. You got to run. I mean, he's a big, lanky dude, but still he can step up and run the football as well as throw it. And, he, and that makes him more of that dual threat. It takes some of the heat off of his receivers when they line up. Number four, Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen has a big arm, probably one of the strongest arms in the NFL. I truly believe Josh Allen suffered from the absence of Brian Dayball. Uh, especially in red zone, red zone offense. He made way too many mistakes down the stretch that cost him games, and that's because the security blanket wasn't there. My um, number three would have to be Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts will be in that conversation for years to come as who is one of the best quarterbacks in the game, and you can't finish a sentence without pulling Jalen Hurts' name in there based on what we just saw from 2022. Mm-hmm. My number two is Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow does everything and anything you can think of. Joe Burrow is a winner. Um, you know, kudos to Cincinnati because they surrounded him with a plethora of talent. Uh, all, um, they got they still need some work to do in that offensive line, but in terms of receivers and running backs, they've done an incredible job of getting Joe Burrow everything he needs. And it's a slam dunk. Mahomes to me, is head and shoulders better than any other quarterback in the National Football League. Even though Jalen Hurts outplayed him in the Super Bowl, I thought that was Jalen Hurts' best game this entire season. Patrick Mahomes is still that dude. He is he is David Copperfield, Houdini, all rolled into one. I still can't get over some of the throws he makes, sidearms, flipping it over the top, behind his back. You can't teach stuff like that. That's a yeah. given talent. You know, and I don't know if the and the fact that Kansas City moved up from the twenties to number ten to draft this dude when they had Alex Smith already in the fold. Alex Smith quarterback one more season after they drafted Patrick Mahomes, and they got rid of him and gave gave this, uh, the reins over to Mahomes in his second year. He just took off from there. Yeah, you know, yeah. you you wonder what percentage of it is coaching compared to it just his natural athleticism. I'm sure that's we'll see more of that down the road. But man, I tell you what, right now, Mahomes, is there anything he can't do? Plain and simple, is there Nothing. anything he can't do no. at this Nothing. stage of his career? No, it's at a matter of how many he's going to win. I think yeah, that's really yeah. What it comes down to. Uh, I thought you guys would find this interesting. Josh Harris uh, visited the the training facilities for the Washington Commanders, according mm. to the Washington Post. Prospective buyer of the commanders toured the team's facilities on Friday, according to a person with knowledge of the situation. Interesting, right? Very interesting. That's not going to sit well. I can tell you this. He's already the owner of the uh, Devils. But because it's hockey, there's a little less visibility on it. This one won't sit well with Eagles fans or Sixers fans. No, no. The Devils still don't sit well with Eagles fans. Yeah, true. So let alone – 
the Washington football team. Well, I'm sorry, the Commandos. Yep. Um, man, um, can he make that franchise? It'll be easy to make the franchise better than what it is. Put it like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a very low. Well, the city, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll. I mean, will DC accommodate them for a new stadium? That's mm-hmm. what I want to know. Mm-hmm. You know what? What? You know, because they can't go with those smoke and mirrors anymore. You know, it's either you are, or you aren't right now. Josh Harris. Uh, I mean, he's he's trying to move. He's trying to. He's already trying to move the Sixers. Yeah. To downtown. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Will he be able to get the the same deal done up in right DC? He That's certainly brings problem. a lot of capital to the table, but you know, I'm sure mm-hmm. as does everybody who's involved in this, who who, who might be in the uh, the running. But yeah, so I thought that was interesting. All right, yeah, let's uh, let's step aside, and when we come back, uh, I, I want to ask you a question because we have a we have an interesting birthday today, and I want to pose a question to you guys off of that. Also, when we come back. Let's uh let's dig into some uh, chat section questions. You guys have any questions? Throw a question mark in front of it uh, in the chat section, and we'll uh, we'll take and read some of the best ones. So we'll do that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, and Rob Ellis for Sports Take Jacob Sports YouTube Network. fans were cut from a different cloth born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life we believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible while we may be from different neighborhoods come sunday we are one and we will be heard Pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi, I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing, the second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you're having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online.
My name is uh, Fran Solano. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. segment of the show we appreciate you hanging with us on this monday president's day february 20 um so a couple things guys um and we'll get heavily into the birthdays but we'll we'll do we'll do one just to kick it off every heavier into the birthdays in a minute but charles barkley turned 60 today big six zero for chuck um did handled all the, the you know studio stuff last night and throughout the weekend for the all-star game, you know, you know, TNT studio show, it's Charles, Kenny Smith, Shaq, and Ernie Johnson, and has been for a long time. And in my opinion, hands down, the best studio show of any sport. Yep. Um, because they're real, they're funny, they they will bust each other's stones, they're irrele- irreverent, uh, they don't care. Charles has a, has a zero bleeps uh, given high ratio, uh, for sure. So here's a question I have for you because Charles is mine. Favorite sports media personality? Mm, I, I past gotta present, go. past present. It's a toss up. Wow. Toss up to me is 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 it's Chuck and Chuck and Shaq, man. You know, like like Shaq is, you know, between the two of them, man. It, it's hard for me to pick one from the other. You know what I'm saying? So to me, they're on the they're on the same level. So I couldn't just pick one of them. I I, I pick I had to pick both of them, man. Okay, okay. Wow. Uh, so you got a tie. How about you, uh, Derek? Man, when I think about media personalities, man, there's so many studio hosts. I mean, when when I'm when I'm looking at Shaq and 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 uh, Charles. I, I, I'm. It's more of a personality thing, um, because sometimes you like, what did they just say? Right. You know, they're not the most eloquent when it comes to spitting information out. Right. They're entertainers. Um. Wow. But informative, entertaining. My goodness. See, for me, I like the good old boy Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> Terry Bradshaw's country is a day is long. Country's a box of cornflakes. Country's a box of cornflakes, but he's funny. You know, he he's informative, yet he's funny as well. Everybody, Terry Bradshaw's like that. That, that granddad. Everybody likes Terry Bradshaw. You know, and he's been doing it for such a long time. You just expect that. So I'm gonna have to say, I don't disagree with Barrett, Shaq, and 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 and, and uh, Charles are hard to 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 overlook, but I'm going to go with Terry because he's been doing it so much longer. Yeah. And I guess it depends how you look at it. Like with, with those guys, I love that there's like the humor element to it. They're not afraid to make fun of themselves and all that. I, I, that's what I, what really appeals, I think to the audience. Right. 
other guys, like when you ask this, it doesn't just have to be that. It could be, I just love that. Like, I think this dude's just a great analyst or whatever. <laughs> like, it could be that too. What's the matter, Derek? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Rob. This is silly. I'm hurting you, John. <laughs> See, you're not invited to the party anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry, big sales. I'm sorry, yeah, Rob. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm that's sorry. That's all right. I you saw know, that. I like also, though. I, I, you know, and, and who's transcended sports and everything else? Probably the sharpest guy of the bunch is probably Michael Strahan. It's amazing he's, what he's done. Yeah, he's transcended not just sports, but he's he's you know he's in a, you know the the best morning well so called you know the best morning show you know what I'm saying so uh, I, you you got to go with you know him yeah. as far as being the sharpest guy. I give guys credit who step out of their comfort level. In yes. other words, Strahan's yeah. one of them. Like yeah. he's doing, not that he's doing like hardcore news all the time, but he is doing right. that. Right. And he's doing feature pieces where, in other words, it's not all sports and it's not all football. Right. And um, uh, Nate Burleson's doing that as well. Nate, Nate Burleson, also, yep. Yes. Yeah, left yes, the morning football and, and is doing CBS, his morning show, whatever the name yep. of it is. He's doing CBS's morning show. And he's, I think he's really, really good. I'll, yeah. I'll stay on that tip for a minute because I, I agree with you Barrett I think both of those I think Strahan is good and I think Nate's good too I really like Kyle Brandt I think Kyle Brandt's good awesome point. on Good Morning yes. Football good he point. brings a humor element to it yes, he, he kind of stretches it outside of football sometimes um and he, you know his background is such that he did some acting he was on the real world like he's yep. done other stuff which I think allows him to be able to do that I think he's really good he has such a great grasp for culture Yes. He incorporates culture into a lot of his football jargon. Um, I mean, it doesn't make a difference. Movies, entertainers, whatever the case may be, um, he's very good at that, very animated, um, very informative. You're right. He's another another really good one, Rob. That's that's a great one to pick. And he's more on the sort of newer end of this. Uh, You know, they've been around for a good five, six years now, that show. Maybe maybe it's been longer. I don't know. But – He's definitely a guy that I would put into that in that category for me. Um, and I think they've done an excellent job with that show, period. Uh, Good morning, football. I think it's an entertaining show. But, I mean, there's a lot of different ways you, you could go. You could even go with guys who were on broadcast. Hey, well, hold on. Yeah, They took that show from 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 our Breakfast on Broad show. They uh, incorporated a lot of elements because we were on before man. it uh, and, and have utilized it. I, I'm glad to see that they've gotten proper support. Yeah, yeah, they did. We should have got it too, or we'd be still be on it right now. Yeah, they got proper support, and that's yeah. important. Uh, they, yeah, boy. Wait, you guys I, didn't get proper support? <laughs> uh, I'm not going to get Barrett in too much yeah. trouble, but uh, uh, the short answer, Derek. Derek, come no. on, man. The answer's no. Let me tell you something. If Barrett hasn't gotten in trouble by now, he ain't getting in trouble. No. What are you talking about? I, I stay in trouble. I get in trouble all the time. I just he got in trouble. Out- See, that I was just out. I was just on punishment, I, you know, because I, I said pissed off. I shouldn't have said pissed off. I said pissed off too many times in the in the uh, in the post game show. Hey, your cohort did get in tra- trouble for using the BS word twice on live TV. You 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 got you like Teflon Don now. You can do what you want to do now. You can walk <laughs> oh. around. You can walk around in speedo in the studio if you want to now. That, that the world's not ready for that. <laughs> oh my God, they're not ready for that. What? No proper support? I'm shocked. 
But I would say, you know, I'll, I'll give you another one that I like, and I don't put him in the same category as these guys were talking about. But I think Greg Olson's future is really, really bright as an mm. analyst. Well, if he stays at Fox, he'll always be overshadowed by Tom Brady. That's yep. the problem. It's true. You know, just That's as true. he's starting to come into his own. Yeah. And you saw the numbers where they're renegotiating his deal. I mean. Right, right. But do you want to be a number two in your potential? You could be a number one somewhere else. And yeah. He's not going to ESPN. They're locked into who they have for a long time to come. Mm-hmm. But you still have well, – he's not going to NBC because that duo's not going anywhere. Tariq Earl and Collinsworth ain't going anywhere. So he's kind of handcuffed when you think about it. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, you know? Here's from uh, Fitness Rebel. Did you guys catch any XFL games? If so, what did you think of the kickoff rules? Not to run until the ball is caught by the return guy. In other words, the, the kickoff team can't return – uh, until the guy catches it, I guess. I, I'll be, I'll, I'm just being frank. I didn't catch much of the XFL this weekend. Me neither. Me neither. I did not because I was so tied up with so many other things over the weekend. Mm-hmm. It is on my to do list. I will watch it in the immediate future. Um, but no, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not anti yet. either. I'll watch yes. some of it. I'm not, I'm, you know. And see, I will because I'm just a football junkie. I want to see it. I got to see it. You know, mm-hmm. I want to see what it looks like. I don't want to hear everybody else's opinion. I mean, not, not in a negative way, Yeah. but I want to formulate my own opinion from per- firsthand experience from what I'm watching, the entertainment value of it or lack thereof. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. But good but question. Fitness the rock, athletic. baby, the rock. Yeah. Well, and that's also oftentimes how leagues come up with better rules. They see it in, in some other places like that, and then they will incorporate <laughs> it themselves. Uh, Kevin Savard, how about Howard Cosell? He didn't have a filter. He's right. He did not have a filter back in the day for people who, who don't remember Howard? He would, he would speak what's on his mind. Uh, that is for sure. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was interesting. Some of the things I, I saw. A uh, guest of our show, Anthony Becht, is one of the head coaches there. I saw some, uh, like, I, I was flipping around for a second last night. Remember Ben Denucci? Oh yeah, quarterback. Yes. Oh, he's yeah. one of the quarterbacks in that league. Oh, oh get yeah. out of here! I'm about to say oh, he's yeah. one. He's one of the. Uh, he's, he's one of the coaches. Oh, he's still playing. Okay. One of the quarterbacks. Uh, Paxton Lynch. Remember him? He was at the Broncos. He ended up, he was, I think he got benched yesterday in one of the games. You know, it's always interesting (laughs) because a couple of those guys end up up catching on somewhere. Dude, if you get benched in an XFL game, it's time for you to look in there and call it a career. It's time to figure out, get get into insurance or something. It's time to go, man. You know, I mean, go work at White Castle somewhere, dude. I'm just saying. (laughs) You got it. You got you got to call it a career. You you get benched in a game at that level. I mean, seriously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it just asks uh, thoughts on Jim Leonard as the DC. Yeah, we we touched on it earlier, but a good question. Uh, he is an intriguing name. He's a guy who's had a lot of success at the college level as a coach and played ten years in the NFL. So it's not like he's not familiar with the NFL stage. I, I look. I know he's really respected, man. I will tell you that. I think he's. I think he's a real candidate. They're not wasting their time with them for no reason. When you consistently have a top 10 defense at a middle-of-the-road Big Ten school like Wisconsin where you're not getting the creme de la creme and you stack the defensive numbers up year in and year out with the likes of the SEC and the ACC, you've done your job. You've gone above and beyond the call of duty. That tells me you know what you're doing. And Jim Leonard has taken the talent he has given and has made them – Maybe not so much individual. He's had a couple great individuals like you know TJ Watt, you know TJ Edwards. But when you can take a collection of average athletes, a little bit above average athletes, and make them into a dominant unit, 
that tells me you know what know a little bit something about what you're doing in terms of of uh, constructing a defense. I think Jim Leonard's a very intriguing name out there. Played the game at the highest level for ten years in the NFL. He's somebody they should be seriously considering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, the, you know they, for the most part, they're looking at guys who do. I would say lean more uh, aggressive than Jonathan Gannon. You know, I mean, for what it's worth, I, I don't know. I think they're still interviewing people. We don't know ultimately where this is going to land. But we'll, like we also talked about earlier, we haven't heard anything about the offensive coordinator position. Nothing. Nothing. Not nary a word, man. Yep. Nationally, locally, anything. And I think that's because we know why. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we know that uh, Johnson is. But who's going to be the quarterback's coach? Who's going to, you know, fill that void? Who's yeah. going to fill the void of the linebacker coach? Well, let you me know? ask you, is it a good thing? To not at least talk to other people or interview other people? It was a good thing, you know. Are we gonna uh are we gonna sit back and 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 really let them bring in somebody that nobody knows about? Because I can see them for, doing that. For what? And for for defensive coordinator? Yes. Well, like I, I don't know, like who who so, like Nick Sirianni was not on anybody's radar, right? And they bring him in, right? Are we looking to do something like that? Oh, Are we going oh. to somebody tried and tried and tested? I don't know, man. I mean, the Eagles aren't afraid to to do that kind of thing. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's uh, that's what I'm, I'm trying to say. In other words, it's possible. Yeah, I mean, just from, from out of nowhere, we get RKO'd by a guy we never thought about being. Like, you know, you know. They've done it before. They've definitely done it before. They have. I mean, look, somebody comes in here who maybe was highly thought of, but he was a line. It was like a Nick Rallis type or something like whatever. Right, right, right. Comes right. in and and blows them away. I don't think the Eagles are afraid to pull the trigger on that kind of guy. Right. I feel the same way. Yeah. The only problem the is what's he going to be working with? in terms of player personnel because <laughs> everything's going to be measured by what this defense just did in 2022. Yeah. And he's, that's, he, that's unfair, he, but it's wh- whoever okay. it is might not have that firepower. Dark. No, no. Yeah. You may have a bunch of kids and, and scrubs like Barrett was talking about last week as you're starting defensive players. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's not a fair comparison, but that's the nature of the beast. That's what we do. That's what the fan base will do. Yeah. You know, compare it to the predecessor. And you know what? I can just see it now. That defense bottom out, and people start screaming, "Bring back Jonathan Gannon!" <laughs> I can see it happening. Bring back Rob's guy Gannwagon. Uh, too late, too late. <laughs> Eric Gunn ran him out of town. Now. Uh, <laughs> right, right. You Gunn just got that man fired, man. That's, that's right. Messed up, bro. Uh, let's that's go birthdays. Uh, we mentioned Chuck himself is sixty. Charles Barkley. Uh, let's hit some other ones. Rihanna. We're a little familiar with Rihanna. Riri. Riri may have cost the Eagles the Super Bowl. It's her yeah. fault the Eagles lost that Super Bowl. Right. You know, she's, Rihanna. She, she's worth an estimated $1.4 billion for somebody yeah. who hasn't performed in six years prior sure. to the Super Bowl. One her makeup line, yeah. Billion. Her Man. makeup line. It's incredible. It's mm. incredible. Um, uh, good question. I, I, let, me, let me hit this one. Uh, from Nick Sirianni, Owen Shanahan. Uh, our number one play was taken away. Uh, before we get into birthdays, uh, now what in short yardage? I think they'll still be fine in short yardage, Nick, but it's it's absurd that the NFL is taking the, the tush push away. It's oh, not illegal. Did. Yeah, it's not illegal. There's did you call it wrong. the tush push? That's what they're calling it. I don't like the name necessarily. The tush push. 
Yes. Are they, is it official or taking it away? Not have, it hasn't officially happened yet. Okay, it'll it, be discussed at the league meetings. It sounds like momentum is headed that way. Yeah, and, and yeah. simply because why? It looks the too Eagles much like a rugby scrum. Because yeah, Eagles are good at it. Yeah. You know why? Because it's a Philadelphia thing. If it was yep. somebody else's thing, wouldn't be touched. It's a great I, novelty. I know. And I more don't. teams will be doing it. To me, figure out a way to stop it. Period. That's it. Exactly. So. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like that they're doing that, and it just feels like, why? Because it's been so successful. Uh, all right, birthdays. Rihanna's 35 today. Um, Kurt Cobain of Nirvana was born on this day in 1967. Yep. Olivia Rodrigo is 20 today, 20 years old today. Uh, Miles Teller, uh, who is a local yep. guy from Downingtown yep. area, is 36 years old today. Top Gun. Top Gun, very good he actor. Top too. Gun, yeah. He, he's got he's very diverse. He could do a yeah. lot. He was great whiplash. You guys saw that, right? Yeah, oh my yeah. God. It's intense whiplash. Uh Trevor Noah, the host for uh, Comedy Central. Is, yeah, Trevor uh, Noah, man. Love yeah, him. and he does a lot of uh award shows and whatnot. Trevor yeah. Noah, uh, also a comedian, is 39 years old today. Uh Sidney Poitier was born on this day in 1927. Uh, the great actor and humanitarian. Say that again, Rob. Poitier. I love how you said that, Sidney Poitier. (laughs) That's a great name. That's one of those names that it's just like, like you hear it, you're like, whoa, Poitier. You know, you you get to stand and pay attention Yeah, when you hear that. My favorite movie of his will always be Lilies of the Field. That was such a great movie back then. Oh, my God. And every now and then, it'll pop on TV somewhere, and I'll watch it, just like the first time I've ever seen it. He's brilliant, man. I love him in the heat of the night, man. Yeah, heat of the night. Yeah, Yeah, heat of the night. Yeah. To serve with love, I mean, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. There's so many, so many with him. Guess who's coming to dinner? Yeah, uh, Cindy Crawford, supermodel, fifty-seven, strong, still, still, still. Amen. Yes, sir. Yep. She was ranked the number one, um, the number one hottest woman of all time. Yeah, she has not lost a lot of steps. <laughs> there. The forty time is still good, Barrett. <laughs> Um, we got to start writing all these down that Rob comes up with when we start talking about. <laughs> right. Uh, um, she uh, made moles. She made moles pop. Oh, did she ever? Beauty man. Mark. Yeah. No question. You saw women out there painting black dots on their faces. Madonna. They used to do that because Madonna had one of those too back in the day. Right. 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 I, I mean, right. I'm in grade school and I'm seeing girl. Did you have that yesterday? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Ansel Adams, he was a photographer. He was actually once referenced by Chip Kelly in some weird press conference that he had one time. It's crazy. But anyway, he was a great photographer, artist, uh, environmentalist, but he was born in 1902. Uh, the actor Jay Hernandez, he's in Magnum PI, the new edition of it. He's 45 years old. Justin Verlander celebrates his 40th birthday. He's now a Met. Uh, we saw him last year with the uh, with the Astros. Ooh. Still, still throwing smoke. He is still throwing smoke. Uh, Gloria Vanderbilt was born on this day, nineteen twenty four. Vanderbilt jeans and the you know famous rich family. I tell think Anderson, truth, Anderson truth, Cooper's Rob. her son. I think. Yeah, tell the truth, Rob. Did you ever have a pair of Gloria Vanderbilt jeans? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember when they were in the eighties. I remember them. They were big, but no, it was not my not my. I I had like. Uh, Wranglers or Levi's or tough skins <laughs> from the skins. Sears. Yeah. You can watch tough skins 50 times. They oh, still wouldn't fade, bro. Things are great. 
They, they were they were phenomenal. They yeah, they were indestructible. Right. You light them on fire and they wouldn't burn. <laughs> Those things. Jeez. It's true. Uh, uh, Robert Altman, the uh, the director producer, it was born on this day in 1925, and that's all I got. Birthdays. What else do you guys have? Uh, um, I'll let Bear go first. All right. Uh, Jay Hernandez, he's 45. Yeah. He's from the uh, movie Hostile and and uh, Suicide Squad. Um, Brian Luttrell from the Backstreet Boys. Yep. Woo! Backstreet Boys. Barrett's um, favorite. <laughs> I thought you were more of an in sync guy. <laughs> Mitch McConnell Backstreet is 81. All right. Old Mitch, Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. Yep. Still hanging around. Still don't like him. Yep. Um, um, Fred Jackson from Buffalo, running back. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, one of the you know best racers around, Bobby Unser. Oh, Bobby Unser. Uh, there you yeah. go. He won. He won the um, Indy Lap was five hundred sixty-eight, seventy-five, and eighty-one. He won it three times. Wow. Right. And then um, Roger Penske from Team yep. Penske. Yeah. Still going strong. Mm-hmm. Still going strong. Um, Corey Spinks, Leon Spinks's son. He was a welterweight. He uh he held the IBF, WBC, and WBA welterweight belts okay. um, from uh, 2003 to 2005. Hmm. From the career from St. Louis, that's why I had to mention him. There you go. And then um, I'll say my my boy, Kansas State guy, Jamie Mendez, safety, actually got drafted. Well, came in a free agency uh, contract here. To the Philadelphia Eagles and got cut the first cut. He was slow as pine water. Yeah, I don't remember him at all. Yeah, he was slow as pine water. But he was great for college football because he was he 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 was slow as pine water, but he was just so daggone smart. But you got to be smart and fast at the NFL level. And he was not fast whatsoever. But it's still my boy. You know, Jamie was was a good dude. And you guys played together. Did he get he was an undrafted free agent the same did he come out the same year as you? No, he came out a year or two years before I did. Oh, okay. Okay. Safety was all big, big eight. No, it's big eight now. It was all big eight back then, you know. So, gotcha. Big 12 now, but it's big eight. He was all big eight. Uh, really good player. Oh, and also one last one Stefan Marbury turned 46 today. Starberry, yes, Starberry, baby. Yeah, that that career didn't finish the way I thought it was going to finish. No, (laughs) no, he was one of those, he was destined for greatness, man. And it kind of he went to Japan and became that dude. That's because yeah. he's trying to put his own sneakers out. You can't put your own. You got to have somebody else put your sneakers exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he and Garnett were going to play there forever and, you know. Right. Match made in heaven, but no, I guess not. Uh, all right, Derek, you got any? All right. Fasten your seatbelts. Ivana Trump would have been 73. Unfortunately, she passed in 2022. Yep. Patty Hearst, uh, granddaughter of publisher William Hearst, who was kidnapped, you know, held ransom for years. Yeah, yeah. 69. Amanda Blake. You go back to the early 60s. Remember the old uh, Western Gunsmoke? Yeah. Right. She was she was Miss Kitty on Gunsmoke. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Shue played Melrose for a place. It's from uh, Wilmington, Delaware, and his sister is Elizabeth Shue, the actress. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sandy Duncan, 77. Oh, man. Uh, Peter Strauss. Uh, from the TV series Rich Man, Poor Man, which was uh-huh. a big miniseries, 76. Uh, Jason Blum, producer. He produced Insidious, The Purge, Oculus, Get Out, all those great horror-type movies, 53. Oh, Brian Luttrell, as you just said, Backstreet Boys, okay. Whitney Blake, 
a co-creator of One Day at a Time, the sitcom back in. He, he also played in the old show, the comedy Hazel, which mm. was funny. Uh, Buffy St. Marie, remember that name as an actress? Great name. Yeah, she was an actress, uh, won an Oscar. Um, Buffy matter of fact, Marie. she was the first woman, the first indigenous person to win an Oscar. No oh, kidding. Wow. Yeah, uh-huh. uh huh. The singer, Nancy Wilson. Uh, oh, from would have been, uh, let's see, who else we got here on the list? Uh, Gail Gordon. Remember Gail Gordon from the old Lucy show? Uh, yeah, he was he Mr. Was... Theodore J. Mooney. Yeah, he was an angry guy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see, Phil Esposito, 81. Oh, yeah, great hockey player. Uh, William Garson, 57, from the old Newhart show, Freaky Friday, Sex in the City. Mm. Uh, Brent Gresky, brother of Wayne, 50 years old today. He had a pretty good hockey career too, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He hung around a little yeah. bit, yeah. Uh, Levon Hernandez, the pitcher who played for ten different pe- oh, uh, teams, yeah. forty-eight yeah. years old. Yep. Tom Waddle, former NFL running back, fifty-five. He's a really successful talk show host in Chicago. Yes. Uh, Brian James. Uh, he always played these villain roles in movies like Forty Eight Hours, Another Forty Eight uh, Hours. He, he Blade know Runner. the face. I know that. Yeah, yeah you definitely you know go. the face. You yeah. know the face, but you yeah. never remember the totally. name. Totally, that guy was and, good. My final one right here in our own backyard, Milt Wagner, the dad, not the son. Milt Wagner, the dad, is 59 today. Uh, had a brief stint in the NBA with the Lakers mm-hmm. in the Heat uh, yeah. back in the early 80s. Good yep. one. Okay. All right. That's it, man. We're out of time. That'll Are do we? it for us. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah, back the at list, it. The movie list stunk. It was awful. I didn't even – not one they made the list. <laughs> the only one I saw was Medea Goes to Jail, and I never watched that one. I didn't see that one. It's not worth watching. No, they were all they were all weak today. That's for sure. Uh, All right, what's not weak? uh, Tomorrow we got three hours of power, same time, uh, noon to three Eastern. What if Alexander doing his thing? I want to thank everybody in the chat section, everybody streaming, everybody listening. Don't go anywhere. Dan Cilio is coming up. He's got the National Football Show rolling your way for three hours coming up immediately following us. So everybody, enjoy your President's Day, and we're looking forward to hanging out with you tomorrow that's derek that's barrett i'm rob we appreciate it guys we are sports day jacob sports youtube network tell a friend see you tomorrow Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.